What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 108 of the Taste Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I want to welcome like 140 new subscribers we've got in the last week. Welcome to the channel. This is your first Taste Cast. This is our podcast. And uh, yeah, we talk about a lot of random stuff. So hang out, comment below, and uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, so quick reminders to download and play Sims 4 and Bioshock Collection, both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. Let us know we thought of those games. We'll let you know we thought of them. And our game of the month, randomly picked, is Monster Hunter World and Iceborne. Make sure to buy that, play it if you already own it, or uh, yeah, come back at the end of the month for Game of the Month. Let us know what you thought of that game or uh, what you're thinking about possibly uh, playing that game in the comments. Uh, and we'll you know what we thought as well. We have Discord linked down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And yeah, this is the first taste cast of February. Hmm. So typically we start with what we've been playing, but with every first taste cast of the month, we talk about game releases. So we will be jumping into that first. Uh, you excited for uh, any games before we talk about them? Is there anything you already have on Wait, your mind? February? Yeah. Mm. This is like one of those months that we get to... Relax. Um, I have a the big I have a patch coming out in about a week for Final Fantasy fourteen. So I'm excited for that. Is it like a big patch? Yeah. Hmm. It's a extension of the story. New relic weapon uh, quest is beginning. They're expanding on the crafting and gathering and game more. Um this is just yeah it's a big patch it's hmm. got a lot of crap coming out in it they're changing the tombstones we're getting a new dungeon two new trials you just uh, remind me of game i've been playing ruby weapon is coming from final fantasy 7 so oh yeah i've been seeing that on twitter yeah yeah that's cool uh when's that come out the 18th so that is a this month release that's mm-hmm. that's interesting uh yeah, so hopefully uh, people who are playing that look forward to that. And if you're not playing that, uh, you should play Final Fantasy XIV. Join us on Coral and join our fucking, what, what is it called? Free Company. Free Company, which is Taste Loot Gaming. Check us out. Um, all right, so in February, we're going to go through the releases. We're going to talk about games we're anticipating, games we're definitely not anticipating. Uh, this is via Game Informer. So uh, let's see. February 3rd, which has already happened, uh, Dawn of Fear came out on PlayStation 4. We had Life is Strange 2 Complete Season uh, on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC February 4th. Monster Energy Supercross 3, uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC February 4th. Then the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. So Mac love there, February 4th. The Sims 4 Tiny Living, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, came out February 4th. A lot of February 4th releases. Zombie Army 4 Dead War, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on February 4th. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, PlayStation 4, uh, February 6th. Knights and Bikes, which is like a double fine uh, weird bike game where you ride around, is uh, coming out on Switch or came out on Switch February 6th. Kunai uh, on February 6th came out on Switch and PC. The Turing Test came out on Switch February 7th. And then AO Tennis 2, a tennis game, interesting. Uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch February 11th. Yakuza 5 is coming out on PlayStation 4 February 11th. We have Florence coming out on Switch, PC, and Mac February 13th. Luna, The Shadow Dust, PC February 13th. Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, PlayStation 4 and PC February 14th as well. 
Darksiders Genesis coming out finally on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch February 14th. Then Dreams is finally being released. It's been out. Uh, we actually played it already, so it's kind of weird when I see this is coming out. I'm like, wait, I already played that. Yeah. Um, finally being released fully on PlayStation 4 February 14th. Uh, people make some really crazy shit in that. Really crazy stuff. I'm like, that was made in Dreams? Uh, Table Manners coming out on PC February 14th. Hunt the Showdown PlayStation 4 coming out February 18th. I was actually asked... Uh, about in my stream recently, asking if I was going to play that, and maybe, maybe I'll play that. We'll talk about that in a sec. Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition coming out on Switch February 20th. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind Xbox One February 25th. Mega Man Zero uh, ZX Legacy Collection, which I believe is the Zero, or there was like Zero games that came out, um, I believe on, fuck it. Some of those games are from the, from the mobile uh, handhelds. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's a collection of those uh, having to do with Zero. That's coming out PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC February 25th. Capcom wants you to play them. Old Mega Man games. Samurai Showdown coming out on the Switch February 25th. Two Point Hospital, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch February 25th. Metro Redux is somehow coming out on the Switch February 28th. I want to see what that looks like. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC on February 28th. And Romance of the Three Kingdoms, 14. Yep. Uh, PlayStation 4, PC, February 28th. So we got a lot of games coming out in this very small month. Most of them came out already. Uh, anything that's uh, got you interested? Anything you're definitely not picking up? Anything you're kind of curious about? I am definitely not picking up Life is Strange 2 Complete Season or Monster Energy Supercross 3. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am a little curious about the Dark Crystal just because I like tacti- tactics. Heard good games. things about it. Yeah, I would say they don't make a lot of those games, so I'm always curious when someone makes one. Um, I'm also curious about Grand Blue Fantasy versus. I like um, certain types of fighting games, and I know that um, franchise is enjoyed by people. I don't know if they have fighting games outside of this one, but. I don't think so. Uh, this one actually confused me because when I was at E3, I went to this like weird like anime section. I was like, what is this? What is, what, 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 like, I don't know what any of this shit is. What does it have to do with gaming? And then like in the corner, there's a bunch of people playing this like anime looking fighting game. And I was like, that looks kind of cool. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I found out it was that game. So it gotcha, looks yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, and that's out apparently. So I need to go just kind of check that out real quick, see if it's worth uh, me picking up or not. Um, Plus it's a new fighting game, which is something that's kind of rare. So. Yeah, unless your arc system works and you just make fighting games constantly. I, yeah, I don't whenever, get it. Whenever you feel like making a new one, you're just like, yeah, let's do it. Um, Yakuza, 5, Yakuza 5, I have an interest in, but I have not like finished any of the ones prior to it. So that's probably just going to be pushed aside. It's crazy we're caught up now Yeah, on all the Yakuza games being re-released on PlayStation 4. That, and that's great. Yeah. I'm glad they're able to do that. Um, and then I'm a little confused the street fighter five championship uh, isn't that already out or am i getting that mixed up with something else i don't i can't keep up with street fighter there's always new additions with new stuff and different outfits that let me know what i'm missing here had to pay for when it was already on the disc and, and then... all sorts of shit apparently I, i've heard good things about that though people are like this is the the edition you should buy and i'm like okay not me but i'll i'll pass that on yeah that's the last one that came out people said that about as well yeah, but, yeah. um and then I am a little curious in Romance of Three Kingdoms 14. I have not played one in a while, but the last one I played, I remember uh, liking. Though, realistically, I'm probably not going to buy anything this month. So That's the ticket right there. Um, 
Yeah, so <clears throat> I got some I got some thoughts on a lot of these games, but uh, yeah, we'll just go through it. So uh, Dawn of Fear, uh, I had no idea anything about that game. Um, I'm going to look up some reviews on it. I haven't looked into it yet, but uh, as of real quick research, apparently it's like a fixed camera uh, tank control uh, horror game like the old Resident Evil's, Silent Hills, stuff like that. That kind of piques my interest, so I want to know what people are saying on it. Um... So, yeah, because I, I got a soft spot for games like that. Life is Strange 2, fucking no way. Uh, Monster Energy Supercross, I want to look into that as well because, three, because uh, after we covered it on Plus Club uh, when it was uh, given us last year, uh, we all were pretty underwhelmed by it, uh, by quite a bit. And then the second one came out and uh, it had been out, I guess. And some people were telling me, like, the second one's not as good as the first one. I was like, was the first one good? Um so and then I keep reading people are like, well, three is looking like it's going to be the best one. It's going to be better than the first two. And I'm like, these games do sell. People do play these. That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm probably not going to pick it up, but I definitely want to watch a video on it. Uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, which is a mouthful. Um, I'm interested in it. I love tactical games. Uh, real, real big on all of them. And uh, even though this is just like kind of like lining up with, the, I, I assume, the Netflix show. Didn't they do a show? Um, which I think is kind of a weird thing. It's a prequel, um, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some pretty interesting things about it. People say it's, it's pretty decent. So that's, I mean, sometimes they nail it. Uh, Sims 4 Tiny Living is kind of curious just because that's the PlayStation Plus game, one of the PlayStation Plus games this month. It reminds me of when we got Destiny 2. They do this all the time. Yeah. Anytime I see a company give out a game that I wasn't expecting them to give out, I'm like, what are you releasing soon? Because <laughs> they're like, hey, remember this? Okay, well, we're going to be selling more stuff for that. Um, so that's interesting. I'm not going to pick it up. Uh, Zombie Army 4 Dead War. I think I would be interested in picking that up if I knew people were going to play it. Um, I've played some of the prior ones. These games are kind of interesting because they're part of the uh, Sniper Elite series. Okay. Um, some of them have been released as like expansion mods to the game. Some of them are standalone, which is kind of confusing because we have four of them now. This one is a standalone game. It does look pretty robust as like a single like game. Mm -hmm. It's four player co-op. It's pretty much Left 4 Dead. Um, so I am curious about it, but I know if I buy that and I'm not playing with people, I'm not going to play it. So uh, I'll wait and see if it goes on sale or something or if I hear really good things about it and I can't resist it. Or I got friends who are like, hey, I'm playing it. You should play it too. I'll pick it up then. But uh, as of right now, uh, it, it's a game I'll definitely play. Grand Blue, Fantasy versus I'm interested in as well. Um, but I'll, I'll wait for sure you pick that up. Knights and Bikes uh, is interesting looking. I, I like Double Fine's style. Um they're, they have like a certain flair to their games, and I'm always curious about what they make. This one, you're riding around on a bike in a weird cartoon-looking world and stuff, and it's interesting looking, so need to look into that a little bit further. Yakuza 5, love to see that love of a, of a franchise that just did not hit the mark in the West when it originally came out, and it seems like they're making up for that. There's a new love for Yakuza, and I love that. Because the original Yakuza, I've said this a million times, came out around the same time Grand Theft Auto 3 did. And people thought it was going to be Grand Theft Auto 3, only Japanese. And it's not the same kind of game at all. Uh, don't care about Final Or I almost said Final Fantasy. <laughs> Street Fighter V. I, I do care about Final Fantasy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, correct myself. Don't care about Street Fighter V. Uh, Dark Souls Genesis, I'm curious about. I played a little bit of E3. And I, I like the direction they went in. I like the... Some people are kind of upset about changing the genre of the game. Um, I think it's it's welcome because I wasn't a big fan of the last three. So I'm the guy from the outside going like, hmm, maybe I'll like this one. And I think they made it for people 
like me who are like, hey, maybe you'll like the lore and the world of Darksiders, but in a different package. And I thought it was pretty interesting. So, but uh, yeah, I'm just not a big Darksiders guy. Dreams, I already own it, but I would definitely recommend people pick it up, especially if you're a creative type, like play this fucking game. Um, I, I hesitate really to say game, I guess, too. Yeah, it's a it's, piece of software. It's Yeah, it's just software. You can make music. You can make movies. You can make games. You can make whatever the fuck. You can design pictures. You can draw. You can make 3D models and let other people use those 3D models. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's just like this, it, it, like this fucking network of just creation that everybody's just kind of passing around stuff and sharing it. And it's a... Uh, it's 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 the future of creating stuff, I swear. And uh, they... I don't know if they... When... Uh, through with it, but originally they said that they were going to allow people to have full rights to their creations, which is huge. So if you make a song in Dreams and you wanted to like sell that or something, uh, you would have full rights to it. That's really fucking big because uh, a lot of companies essentially own what you make within their program. Or they um, want to cut. Yeah. So it's that's really crazy. It's really It shows that Media Molecule is really embracing that they just want to put out a creative tool for people and that they can fully enjoy without being worried about how they use it. So really, really respect uh, that game and that software and Media Molecule for making it. Hunt Showdown. I played that on PC around when it came out. Uh, I really liked a lot about it, but the load times and finding matches was really fucking long. Um, And uh, yeah, it wasn't really realized fully yet in the early access. So I do want to give it a second try, whether I pick it up on PS4 or PC is... uh, First, depending on who I can find to play with, uh, that game is kind of, it kind of reminds me of like monster in a sense that you're trying to find monsters to go like you're hunting them down to kill them, but you're also running around an area with other people who are trying to do the same thing to kill you. And, uh, that's something that I'd want to play with somebody who we can like practice and get good with or, you know, together, uh, and not play with random people. Um, so yeah, definitely interested in playing that, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, isn't that that thing? It came out on PS4 already. Coworker was talking about. Yeah, it's the DLC. Yeah. And then lastly, um, I'm just curious to see what Metro Redux looks like on Switch because those are beautiful games that have been essentially remastered and uh, look even better. And the Switch uh, should be able to run them, but at the same time, I'm curious on how well uh, because, um, yeah, it's the Switch. So I'll be curious to see what those look like. I don't know if I'll pick it up or not. Uh, on that, you know, a lot of games here, a lot of things. I am just very, there's nothing this month that I have to have, Yeah, which sure. is nice because anyone new to the channel and everyone who already knows, I, I play a lot of games and I'm real, real good about just picking up this game, that game, this game. I just bought like three, four games recently and I'm not playing them, which sucks. So like um, anything that can allow me a month of just being able to play all those back burner games and enjoy them um, is definitely welcome. Anything else you want to say, Chevy? Um, no, I mean, it's going to be busy for me, obviously. As I mentioned earlier, I got the patch coming out. It's going to keep me pretty busy, yeah. which is good timing that's doing that now because obviously in two months, uh, I'm going to be very busy again. So, mm-hmm. All right, let's know in the comments, what do you think about the releases coming out uh, in February? Is there any game you have to have? Any games you're curious about? Any games you're looking into? Be like, I don't know. Any games you're definitely not picking up? And uh, is there any games that was not on this list that we should know about? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, Now we're going to jump into games we've been playing. And uh, yeah, I got a pretty long list. You probably have a... It's pretty short. 
smaller list. So I'll start, and uh, I got some games that you also played that I'll try and save. Yeah, you're probably going to take half my list. <laughs> for the end, yeah. Um, one, though, I want to have a discussion with you on, so I'm going to put that at the very end. Um, all right, so jumping in. Games I've been playing in the last week or so. Final Fantasy Um I had, I, you know, I got the two months, so I've been hopping back in and out of that game. Um, I'm almost about to hit 60. I'm getting towards the end of, uh, oh shit. Heaven's Ward. Heaven's Ward, um, which I'm enjoying so far. Uh, the new zones for me, the newer zones, uh, are a lot more interesting than the last uh, areas, the vanilla content. So all the all the myths are true. All the legends are true. Who are like, it gets better. It does get better. I can, I can confirm that. Question. Um, yeah. Um, cause I haven't really had a chance to talk to you about it anyways. And this is a, a good opportunity to do so the best uh, opportunity to do so. The, uh, how, what do you think about the, don't ask me about story, story stuff, the way that the level de- or the dungeon design, um, has gone compared to what you're, uh, it's a lot better. It's actually better than a lot of MMOs in general, uh, in the newest stuff, because, I'm I'm impressed by the amount of dungeons there in the game already. Like at first, I, I got to this point where I was just kind of going through the same dungeons in that game over and over again. And then you're like, oh, you haven't even discovered these dungeons. And then we run and grab them, and I'm like, oh shit, there's brand new ones. And um, I enjoyed doing them all. They're all different experiences. They all visually look different. All the enemies are different. All the mechanics are different. So there's like a, a good variety there. But the last like four or five dungeons uh, have been significant uh, in not feeling. Um, um, I don't know, expected. A lot of the dungeons I'll go into, and you go in from room to room to room. Tank does tank stuff. Healer does healer stuff. DPS, me, we're shooting shit, hitting stuff. And it's pretty pretty much the same thing. And it's, it's the same everywhere else, but the design uh, has gotten more interesting. Specifically, the newest one I just did, uh, I think, was that today or last night? Might have been last night. I was very tired. Uh, as you're going through this castle, whatever, there's like parts mm-hmm. of the castle that are like falling apart. And like pillars that are falling and hitting stuff. And like I watched one break into pieces and just fall. And I was actually really impressed to see. And one of them like fell and hit the building. We had to cross over and stuff like that. That was last night. And yeah, that that's stuff that I haven't seen in the dungeons before that. Also, in a lot of the dungeons in Heaven's Ward so far, there's voice acting, which is uh, really immersive. There's battles that are going on and... All the music's great. Every single dungeon, the music's fantastic. It's Final Fantasy though. Um but uh, they do a really good job on uh, as things are happening. A lot of times uh, they get really creative with the music. There's that one dungeon we did where the music literally like goes from one track and I'm like an audiophile. So this was like really impressive to me, but like it had one track constantly playing, but there's a secondary track playing as well. And like anytime something happened, it would switch to the other track at the same point of the song. So it was seamless. It'd be like, bing, 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 I think it was bing, Copper bing, Bell bing, Hard. Bing, and it would go, it's like the same song or whatever. And they go, yeah. bing, 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 bing. and I was like, that's really fucking creative because it's not any other other dungeons I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be vanilla content, I don't remember, but it was, yeah. But still, that kind of shit, I was like, that's cool. I like that. Um, but the newer stuff, I really like the immersion of like, you're playing a game that's very story heavy, and then you fight a dude who's relevant to the story. So it's like a showdown, essentially. Um, and the music will be really epic, and they do a really good job on trying to make that fight feel um, unique and individual to the from the other ones. But then, like the music really goes well with it, and then there's like the voice acting of the guy saying stuff as you're fighting him. You actually feel like you're fighting a villain, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. It doesn't feel like just like, oh, this is the ogre king, go kill him. Oh, the orc warlord, kill him of this tribe. Right, right. Um, 
you know, it, it feels like a Final Fantasy in the sense that, like, there's a new guy who shows up. He's the villain. You better go take him out. So, yeah, the dungeons have gotten a lot cooler. I got a little bit of, I, this is the third time I'm bringing up E3, but a lot of things happen there. Um, I got a, a chance to play the Titania uh, fight um, when I was at E3. And so I, I know where it goes from there. It's a lot more detailed, a lot more interesting. But um, it's cool to see kind of the, the gradual um, build of their design with the game, which is going to be with any MMO. But I think um, the team that works on this game uh, is not – they're not just making like an MMO. They're, they're making their MMO and they're doing a really good job on like um, always trying to up the bar. Uh, the further I play, it gets bigger and better. Um, and not just graphically, a lot of MMOs just keep playing. It gets a little better looking like, uh, the, the zones look a little better graphically and the quality of life stuff goes up, but this, like everything, they're just experimenting constantly with all these ideas to make the game more interesting. Um, there's a lot of JRPG philosophy in the way that they develop this, you know, online game that I, that I really like. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, Hopefully that was a good enough answer. No, that was good. I, uh, I was just kind of curious cause you're like you said, um, level wise, you're getting towards the end of the, the expansion. You mm-hmm. do have a few dungeons left, but, um, although when I told you I had to do the vault or whatever, you're like already. Yeah. So, well, cause flying through, I, well, I, I, it's been so long since I've played heaven's ward. I have like what happens where mixed up and I'm just really surprised you haven't done the second trial yet. But I checked the level of it, and it's it's soon. So yeah, I was wondering about that because that first trial was actually, I think that was the first time I was like I was like impressed with what I would say is newer content compared to the vanilla stuff. So it's kind of funny, at least at the current state of the game. Um, a lot of people that I've watched on YouTube, um, so not necessarily that I've talked to, and I'm not speaking for the community, but in the in the circle of people I've watched. Um, recently, they've announced that they're going to do less uh, less dungeons per patch. Mm-hmm. to put those resources in other places in the game. And now we're in, in that case, we're getting two trials instead of two dungeons, this upcoming patch. Um, and people seem to like those trial fights, like, cause they're generally more interesting cause it's, it's an, it's just a fight, right? You're not yeah. going through a, a set piece. And then the dungeons are becoming or have become at this point. Um, they're not really like a means for you to like grind over and over again, though you can still, they're more so a means to be a set piece for the story. Yeah. Um, and I think they're just getting really good at that. So um, I'm glad that you, you're even noticing it two expansions ago at this point. So yeah, that's why I keep saying newer content. When I say that, I mean for me. Um, yeah. But it does. It does even then that older content feel like it was a jump back then, and I can appreciate that. So I know it can only get better at this point. Yeah, I would like to ask this question again when you start getting towards the end of Stormblood. Um, and just remember to ask me. I'm sure I'll have plenty yeah. to say on it. And then yeah, I think you should stream Shadowbringers, but I just want to watch it again. So yeah, I uh, <laughs> let me know in the comments too. I streamed Final Fantasy 14 like a week ago, and it's a really easy game to stream because it's it's a slower paced game. So like a lot of times I can still look at the chat and talk, or whatever. But I don't think it's very visually stimulating. Like I can't imagine myself watching somebody play an MMO. That would drive me fucking insane. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you guys want to see me play more. I've been doing more streams lately anyway. Um, hopefully you guys like that. But uh, but yeah, if you guys want to see me play some more Final Fantasy XIV, that's a really easy game for me to stream because it's just like 
I'm sitting there typically. It's a game where I'm talking with people too, so there's more than just me talking, stuff like that. So it's a good just like hang out, chill game to, to stream. Sure. So let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Um, I'm going to move on unless you have something. No, no, that's good. I, I wasn't actually expecting that to go that long either. So. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> why I'm like, hey, we should move forward. Um, played Sims 4 a little bit. We'll talk about that more uh, in Plus Club. Uh, also played Bioshock a little bit. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, although I do have one thing I want to say about the Sims. I don't like the UI. Um, on it, Playing it, I'm like, hey, I wish I was playing this on PC. Got that to look forward to, apparently. Yeah. Monster Hunter World, that is our game of the month. Been playing that. Played it with Josh a little bit. That was... You guys, I mean, you guys don't know my grade, but you guys already know we like Monster Hunter around here, so it was fun. Um, Wilson. Wilson is a game I played, picked up recently. I was looking around on Steam doing the big mistake of going through the store <laughs> and seeing what I just don't know about yet. And I went uh, to bestsellers, and on the first page, there was a game called Wilson. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It must be like some weird tactical game. I click it. It's an ARPG like Diablo. I'm like, fuck. That's one of my favorite types of games. So I look into it. It's on uh, the CryEngine. Which I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. That's a really nice looking engine. And it's a really nice looking game. It looks like a modern day ARPG. The graphics are really decent. Uh, I look at the uh, reviews and everybody's like, this game's awesome. And you look at older reviews, people are like, eh, it's pretty good, but it has some work to be done, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I picked it up. Um, I'm really liking it. So far, it reminds me of most ARPG type games like Diablo and uh, Torchlight and stuff like that. It does look way better than those games graphically. Um, the combat is good. It's interesting. You uh, hold, you equip whatever weapon you want, and then those weapons have access to certain skills that you find. You run around, you find that skill, and it can only be used with swords or whatever the fuck. You equip that, and as you use that skill over and over again, it individually levels up like every other skill. They all level up as you use them. And when you hit certain points in the leveling, uh, it unlocks modifiers. And it'll give you, at first, four points in your modifiers and there's two modifiers and each one's four points a piece so you can only pick one of the two then later you'll get eight points to spend in your modifiers and there'll be one that's eight points or multiples that are four so you start kind of building up stuff and they're pretty significant they change you know the size of the move but also will like add stun to it all sorts of shit so you can really get in and and kind of do a lot of cool stuff with it so um yeah there's no classes in the game um, it's like I said, it's all based off the weapon you're using. So you go, I want to use that weapon. You pick it up, you start using it. Then you, if you have the skills, you don't have the skills. Um, they can only be used with specific weapons, but every time you level, you, um, get to, oh God, I think you get to upgrade your, uh, your, your stats. I could be wrong on that, but there's a passive tree. It's really interesting. At first I'm like, oh, they kind of took a, a hint from, um, uh, path of exile, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Path of Exile has this gigantic fucking skill tree that's like this huge sphere. Um, but whatever class you pick, you start out at a certain different point of the center of that sphere, and you can move out, but you can go anywhere on that thing. This literally has a center point, but you can click on any side of it. It doesn't matter because there's no class in the game. But there's a red, a blue, and a green side. And one's for you know damage-based stuff, crit stuff. One's for health and stamina, stuff like that. But as you branch out further, certain parts of the circle are rotatable. So you can start rotating different parts of the circle as you go further out to start kind of changing up your build. But then maybe there's something over here you want, but you can't have it with this. You have to rotate that piece to this piece. It's really fucking weird. I'm not so far seeing the benefit of this system or an excitement for the system. I'm trying to figure out 
why they did it this way, but is in, interesting. I need to play it more to know more about it. Also, uh, it's very story heavy, which is interesting. Um, there's cutscenes. Your character will be running around like top down, like you do in most games. And then the camera should come down and go behind him and show like a scene happening. So I give them credit for that. They are trying to make, you know, a, a big grand feeling game. And a lot of times with RPGs, you're just kind of up in the sky watching these little people go. So it's kind of neat to see that. Um, the game does still feel unfinished to me though. Um, there is in the options. I'm used to a lot of RPGs where you click on a guy and when you kill him, you can drag your mouse over someone else and you start fighting them. By default, that's off in this game. So I was like, I don't want to click on every single person. I'm spoiled. In the in I'm saying the comments. In the options, you can turn that on though. So I did, and it seems to work just fine. One thing I, I can't stand though is you click on a dude, and sometimes your guy will swing, and in between the swing, he'll walk at the guy each swing, and so you keep walking, and it looks really janky, so that's something they can easily fix, and I hope they do, but I find myself a lot of times, I don't remember if it's shift or control, but one of the buttons makes you stand in place like most ARPGs, so if you're shooting or something like that, you're not walking towards them. A lot of times I found myself pressing that when fighting just normal dudes, and I don't want to do that. I think um, I did that in one other ARPG as a melee class too. Yeah. I had a similar issue. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was though. So I would like it to be a little more smooth. If I click on a dude and my guy runs over, I wish he would know where they are in proximity to him or her and fucking start swinging and just stay in the same spot. And if they move, I get it, stay with them. But I don't want to keep walking into them. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, I don't like it. So hopefully they fix that. And uh, yeah, every, every once in a while, there's some stiff animations, really flashy moves though. I really like it. Um, really cool looking stuff. I got like a chain I can hit a dude with and pull him over and do all sorts of crazy stuff. There's, um, you know, a lot of games you have the, the move where you'll jump and smash the ground and this you jump and then you get like an ethereal spear and if they're over there you'll fly over there at them but if they're below you they'll have a different animation where you swing directly down oh, that's nice yeah so it's it's if it, it, it's flashy it looks For a lot sure. cooler than just every time <laughs> like those fucking guys in mario um those fucking guys so yeah i would definitely recommend checking out wolson but uh it needs a little bit of time to get even better i think but i'm really digging it also no multiplayer yet um I think it comes out February 13th. This is the second game I've bought like this that the multiplayer wasn't in it yet. I picked up Peg Online, which I really want to fucking play, and uh, more of. And when I picked it up, no multiplayer yet. And now the multiplayer's out. I need to try it. Uh, start playing Division 2 again, which is really interesting. Uh, that game's solid, man. I, every time I play it, I'm like, this is fun. This is fun. There's nothing that keeps me there. So I was just like, I'll play it like to waste time because I'm just like killing stuff. I'm up in my gear rating and shit. But, um, but yeah, then I'm like, oh yeah, I got that thing to do in that game and I'll go play whatever that game is, which there's a lot of that game. Um, Temtem, we both have played that recently. Uh, I'm really digging that. Dare I say, I think I might like it more than Pokemon, uh, only because I fell out of playing Pokemon, uh, years ago, super into it fucking back in the middle ages, the dark ages when I was in middle school, (laughs) middle ages, um, so, I mean, I'm 33, so fucking, hey, wait, I had a birthday recently. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm 33, so that was a long fucking time ago. Uh, and I was super into Pokemon back then, and I fell out of it. And every time I try to get back into it, I can't I can't do it. Uh, the co-op makes the difference, man. I really enjoy the, the co-op. And the co-op's not just like, oh, let's play together, it's fun. But the, there's a synergy there that, that you can actually kind of, like, coordinate. And I wasn't feeling that yet. I was just kind of going, hey, it's like Pokemon, but I get to play with someone. It's pretty cool. Me and you have been playing together. Um 
but we fought a boss. I'd fought them prior, so I knew knew that we were gonna have to fight someone, then fight the boss directly after that. But I thought we might die and have to come back and fight the boss after because we weren't really prepared for it. But me and you did in one one go. Yeah. And we kind of started strategizing. I started like healing you and trying to keep you in the fight. You were hitting them, and then at one point you did something to me, and then we ended up winning. And uh, someone watching in the stream also, I think it was uh, Jeremy Melinda's. Uh, they were saying that um, that fucking like oh good luck good luck with this fight and then we did it and he's like oh nice like yeah. it, so it was it was cool to have that um, experience where we were actually having to coordinate and talk about you know what we're gonna do next. Well, and if we weren't just kind of like playing it too, and we were actually like you know getting real serious about it, we could have planned ahead and matched the the correct ones together too because the game has a really interesting act like synergy system to it. So like if you have a wind one and I have my, my crystal guy. Yeah. I don't know any of the names. Um, yeah, I only know the names I name them. The, the game will uh, essentially go, hey, this move works with that type. And so like I'll pull wind element from him, attach it to my move and use it. Just like there's another move. It starts with a U. I can't remember. But if the other person's poison, it pulls it and mm. makes that move stronger. So um, really neat system. Yeah, you could probably get really good at this game if you just knew, you memorize all the stuff. Me and you're playing yeah. very casually. We'll come oh, yeah. back after like like a week or two and play it. So yeah, um, yeah. if we did get serious, we could I'm memorize I'm not too worried about shit. rushing anyways because it's an early access. For sure. Yeah, I want so, them to add. Yeah. I mean, they have all these. I always want to say Pokemon. They have more Temtem. That they're going to be releasing stuff and like... I don't mind if I wait until then because we know people who are playing the game who have already pretty much they're done. Done, done all the content. Yeah. So I'm okay with just kind of returning to it and going at it. I got plenty of things to play. I'm very much enjoying it. I think visually it looks good. I like the music. I like the combat. I think the animations are better than Pokemon. Um, you know, I, I was going to say it's a newer game, but there's a new Pokemon. Um, yeah, and I have no experience with that one. Yeah. So, so um, you know, outside of the the number of Temtem compared to the number of Pokemon, which has been around forever. Um, I, I think it's a really solid alternative. And that co-op is such a huge selling point for me. It's small company uh, server issue problems. <laughs> it, yeah. There's yeah. definitely problems with it. But um, early access. So. But the game, that, that's a testament to how fun the game is. Yeah. Because a lot of times if it's like, me and you are very understanding. So like, if there's problems, I'll just be like, hey, I'll come back later. Just fix the game. I'll be back. Um, the game on your list. We had to do that with <laughs> a little bit. Uh, as well so oh yeah 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 um but yeah it's uh it, it, it's fun enough that i i've suffered through the problem so mm -hmm. i had less problems than you though you had a couple interesting ones yeah i got the ones that people were like complaining about you you got pretty fortunate i don't think you got uh any of the the major bugs so no you couldn't connect you lost progression you lost some shit yeah. i i don't think i've had any issues outside of like trying to connect with you yeah. And that was easily remedied. So, yeah, I, I had the press any key issue yep. and then, yeah, I had uh, a Tem evolve and then immediately de evolve. And then I had Tem learn a move and I couldn't equip it. So I was yeah, it's like, almost like the server just didn't pick up that that happened. Yeah. They existed. And it's funny because like, I don't know what the word is in this game, but like the, the decks Tem. That, that holds Tem -tem. your, your encyclopedia of what you've caught and one you've seen, et cetera. Um, said I owned the evolved form. And I was like, yeah. but I don't. Yeah, that just sounds like the server wasn't taking the info correctly. So, um, Tem Tem up, dude. They all say that. There's so many assholes in that game. I'll say all the NPCs are dicks. Yeah. Wish they were a little more creative with those because they're all just like, 
hey, how's it going? You're like, you're, you're going to want to fight me. And they're like, hey, what are you talking about? I'm like, you're going to just fucking shut up and let's go. And they're like, all right. And then like, you do it. I'm like, God, just, just get to it, man. It's like that world is just full of sociopaths. Everyone's like, you fucking pleb, peasant, piece of shit. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You're a guy standing in a field? You fucking, you live in a field. I came from a town. Who the hell are you talking to? I'm going to kick your ass. My Temtem are brand new and I'm better than you. Go fuck yourself. Um, anyway, Temtem's fun. Yes. Make sure to check that out if you haven't. Yeah, and if you're uh, you're into Pokemon, here's a, one thing I actually want, I do want to bring up with that one is, uh, like most things, when a, a competitor exi- comes out and exists, people get really weird and like pick their team. You can you can play both, man. They're both fun. They're both different experiences. Even though Tem Tem definitely pulls a lot from Pokemon, they have their own spin on things that makes it feel fresh, and I really appreciate that. So. And I still would play Pokemon. So, yeah, I, it's not something that's kind of like I, I don't really think of it as like a rival game, really, because it's just offering you an alternative. People do, I've seen, but it. Uh, for sure. But <laughs> for me personally, I I'm already not playing Pokemon, so they have pulled me to it because Pokemon is lacking something that that I wanted, and this game's offering it. So, yeah, it's a it's a good pick for me. Um, Tried Sea Salt a little bit, which is on uh, mm. Game Pass. It is a uh, like pixel-looking top-down um, mob game where it's very um, um, Lovecraftian, uh, Cthulhu-esque, where you're playing like cultists who are trying to, I think, bring back some kind of entity, but you're um, summoning these monsters and running through towns like killing them and you essentially control a point and all your guys follow it and then you chase after people and they start killing the people and people are trying to fight them off and barricade themselves in the buildings and then as you level up um or you know progress through the game you get new people so i have like these little uh cultists that like are you get less of them in your in your group but they like have projectiles and stuff and then there's like these more beefier ones and it's it's interesting it's a game that i could definitely see you know a lot of people playing on like anything. Um, I, I think I'd probably prefer to play it maybe on like mobile or something. Um, I was playing on my PC. I'm like, I could play something else right now, but it's, it's neat. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. And like I said, it's on game pass. So if you have that, just check it out. Also on game pass, a game called plague tale innocence, which is something that kept popping up during the game awards. Um, I'd heard about it a little bit prior to the game awards, but not a whole lot. And then it was on like every fucking, uh, category almost at the game wars i was like was it that good um so i started playing it a little bit and uh it's actually really fucking interesting um graphically it's decent looking some of the stuff is a little a little stiff kind of janky it reminds me i'm assuming it's it's not made by a giant publisher or dev i think it's probably from i think the company makes it is french i'm not sure but so it feels like one of those like smaller companies in another country type game um i know it's kind of vague but there's there's definitely a field of certain types of games i remember a lot of games that came out of germany for a long time were always like almost triple a but kind of off a little bit um this game feels like that it feels like it's trying to be like a triple a uh story driven game but the story is actually really interesting i think the voice acting is also uh, really good um it takes place in france um i forgot during the date but you know old school france and uh I can't really say what the story is so far because I'm not um, exactly sure. It's still unraveling. But you are uh, this girl. What's her name? Um, um, Amis? Amelis? Something like that. 
Um, Omnis? I don't remember. Uh, you play as her though, and you're and you're with your dad running around the forest forever hunting. And there's this really cool dynamic between them already. I was like, oh, this is actually really interesting. Listen to him talk, and uh, he's teaching how to use like a sling and stuff like that, which comes in later in the game. But you run into this like thing out in the woods. Um, everything around this hole in the ground is like rotted, and there's dead animals everywhere and shit. And uh, I don't want to spoil too much what happens there but uh you're like oh shit that hole's not too good so it's kind of like the beginning of something and then uh you go into the game and some stuff happens where you and your little brother have to uh run and leave the uh castle you live at and uh the game is pretty much it's not necessarily like it's it reminds me of a co-op game only single player because you're running around like holding your little brother's hand but you have to like leave him sometimes and like sneak and like have him run to you and stuff like that. Was create Ico? distractions, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, create distractions. Uh, you have that sling, um, which is really interesting because your character isn't like a warrior or anything like that. Her her dad's like a lord, um, so she learns some stuff from him. But like, there's a couple parts where like you go into this town that's all like it's it's a really cool game storyline wise. Uh, you go into this town that's like all the doors are like shut and no one's talking to you and you keep like running around looking for help and stuff like that and nobody will open up the doors but you can hear them inside the building so everybody's like staying in, indoors and you start seeing houses with like X's on the doors and your character's like oh these people are all infected with something and uh, there's people in the town like killing other people and um, they find you and they think you're the one who brought the the plague to them and so they start coming after you so you're running through these like tight uh, you know walkways in this um little town running from people and jumping over shit with the little brother and the voice acting is really good. You know, your character's freaking out yelling and like, they're going to fucking kill us. Blah, blah, blah. And the kid's like, I don't want to die. Blah, blah, blah. And these people are just chasing after you shit. And, um, you get into a fight with this one guy and he's fully, he's got armor on. He's got a giant hammer and stuff. And, uh, you're like dodging his swings like that. And you're using your sling. And every time you can see his back, you're hitting pieces off his armor off. Okay. And eventually when he gets helmet off, you just get that one shot on his head and it hits him in the face and just kills him instantly. So like there's, there's not like a health bar. You're just chipping away at his armor until you hit him in the face. The thing that's really cool about though, is there's gravity to that. Um, when you, when you kill him, you're like almost in shock, but you had to, cause he's going to kill you. Right. And then your little brother's like, like watch the whole thing or whatever. And it's like, it's, it's really fucking cool. So I'd like to play more. Um, I probably did a bad job describing that game, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to dodge certain things. It's very story heavy. Maybe right. I'll maybe I'll stream it from the beginning because I was thoroughly impressed with the voice acting in the story. I was very invested in it. Um, Gameplay is fine, but it is very much like you're walking and sneaking and doing some pretty basic stuff. But um, definitely definitely impressed with it. So I'd like to play it more, and I really like the characters, and I think they did a really good job on the writing. So. Uh, yeah, and then uh, next game, last game on my list is PSO2, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, which was just in um, beta on Xbox, of all places. Um, I believe it's going to come out on PC and Xbox, and hopefully PS4 at some point. Maybe Switch, that'd be fucking sick. You don't see why it couldn't. It could easily be on there. Um, because those graphics, let me tell you, they fucking go from okay to pretty bad real fast, um, randomly. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that was on uh, Xbox. We did a stream of that as well. It's like a three-hour stream. Um, if you want to check out our gameplay of that, uh, me and you have a past in Fantasy Star. We played a shitload of uh, PSO on Dreamcast, 
GameCube, everywhere else you can fucking play that shit. We've played it there. We played on PC. Um, that's a game I could still play to this day. Uh, I played a shitload of PSU. I know you dabbled in as well, but I played a lot of that game. Uh, I just recently downloaded uh, a, a, a fucking private server of that because I've just been thinking about it ever since PSO2. And yeah, uh, PSO2 will be a, a free-to-play game when it comes out here, I believe, uh, like where how it is in other countries. The game's been out for a long time. It came out in 2012 uh, in Japan originally. And I remember on the website, it kept saying, coming soon, the American website, coming soon, coming soon for years. It went on for so long. I was like, it's never coming out here. <laughs> eight years later, it's finally coming out. Yeah. Um, so we're playing an eight-year-old game. Uh, but yeah, we played it. Um, and I really liked it a lot. Uh, I went into it trying to keep my hype down. Because like I said, we got to pass the game. So we, we love the old ones still. So the idea of a new one to play um, was really exciting for me. But at the same time, I was like, it's a free to play game. I don't really like when premium games, uh, games go free to play. It kind of fucking, a lot of times it just kind of ruins the way the game is planned in the development because they're planning on ways to monetize the game mm -hmm. after you start playing the game. Whereas like a premium game, they want you to just buy the fucker. So a lot of times it changes how you get content in the game. But from what we played, it, um, it, it seemed like a full game. Yeah. So, um, what I noticed at least, uh, the cash item wise, it looks like is mostly inventory space and being able to buy, um, additional loadouts. So like if you mm. wanted to have two separate builds for like the, you know, gunner, for example, you could buy a second loadout for that. Um, or you can just go back and switch yours over and over again. So they're all convenience things, which I'm totally fine with. Because I, uh, the only inventory space that's been kind of troublesome has been your personal inventory space, and I don't think you can adjust that anyways. So yeah, it's your storage space, and they give you five hundred, so uh, seems pretty reasonable mm -hmm. right now. So we'll see how that is in the future. Yeah. So. Outside of that, though, I, I felt no, and this course is the beta, so we don't know, but I felt yeah. no, I felt nothing that was trying to like get, and I'm sure there'll be cosmetic stuff and stuff like that, but um, nothing was like trying to hold anything back from me mm -hmm. um, in in terms of like a paywall, uh, which is nice. Um, the game plays similarly to the original PSO, but takes a lot from PSU as well, um, which is interesting. Uh, I mean, PSO came out a long time ago, but it's, it still very much feels like just a newer version of PSO. So that's, that's good. Uh, they've added a jump, which is interesting. The other games didn't have that. Um, something else oh dodge which is interesting as well mm. um but the combat is still very much uh similar to uh pso in the sense that you can just hit the button to attack but a lot of times or a lot of times every time you attack a circle will show up and you want to time your attacks to get more damage out of those attacks so you're constantly thinking about the way you're hitting the buttons um which i think is a really smart way to keep you involved um in a game that otherwise you just be button mashing um yeah, and it's coming. I think it come is <clears throat> has come a long ways from like PSO one because in that game, like the timing for all the weapons was, if I'm not mistaken, exactly the same. So like I even if, so, even yeah. if you had daggers, you still hit your timing, but instead of hitting once, you'd hit like three, four times. Yeah, because I can still remember that that yeah. fucking sound every single time you're attacking with every weapon in PSO. But yeah, you were just doing the same speed as for like in this one. 
Uh, fast weapons, you do have to click, 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 click faster, yeah. so those circles will come in quicker. Well, there are some so it combos feels like a better too. evolution of There's that. There's some system. combos too where I was hitting like do 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 do, but then I would do an uppercut and it'd be a delayed one, and then a quick one as I was falling down. Yeah. So you have to like understand your combos and memorize them. Mm -hmm. So it's a little, it's a lot more involved in which it should be in modern times. Yeah. So yeah, um, which. Uh, at first, you're, you're going to look at it and go, oh, well, this makes, you know, all oh, comedy is going to feel slow because I got to, you know, space out my moves. Mm -hmm. I, I don't ever felt feel like it was very slow. Dude, so. no, <laughs> I, I was switching my weapons constantly because of my elements, which is something, you know, I, I love doing in PSU. And like um, the amount of skills I was getting and the combos I could kind of do with those and the right times to do that. I had weapons where I was swinging in every direction that I would use in certain situations and other ones where like. You can like stab a dude with a sword and lift them in the air and then slam them on the ground and shit. And there's one where you lift them, but throw them and you can throw them into other enemies and stuff. So mm -hmm. there's all these different environmental things you're thinking about when you're fighting. Yeah, no, I, uh, and like you said, I, um, I did also quite enjoy it. It was, mm -hmm. um, at first, you know, g getting used to it, um, Controls felt a little weird, but as I start playing it, it does feel like Fantasy Star. It starts clicking, yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, really does feel like a natural evolution of the series, um, at least from what I've gathered from the little bit of information uh, that's available in like the UI and stuff like that. There's a ton of stages to, uh, to look forward to. Mm -hmm. We only had access. Well, we had access to quite a few, but we only personally, I think, saw four of mm -hmm. them. Um, and they're pretty similar ideas, except for in the fourth stage, they did start adding some more um, traversal things. Yeah, to change up a little bit, which is cool. Yeah, because it's it's. I mean, we've already been to four different areas. There's like three main chapters. Two of them are grayed out in the beta mm -hmm. of like the story. Um, one of the people who was one of the new subscribers, but also somebody who's hanging out on the stream, uh, Lazoo. I think that's how you said say the name, Lazoo. Um, they, they were saying that uh, there's six chapters in Japan already, and they're already talking about the seventh one. Yeah, I actually heard the game's still doing good over there. Yeah, which so. was one of my our concerns is yeah. like, you know, this game's coming out eight years later here. How long is it going to last here? If they're still supporting over there, that's a good thing. This is on topic, but also kind of off topic. I, I do think it's funny that like, you know, the golden age of MMOs obviously happened and now it's it's definitely like petered out but you have a lot of these games that are still like existing very strongly from around that era mm -hmm. um you know like world of warcraft though it it has its issues here and there people are there's still they still have tons of subscribers are doing just fine the game's still going strong final fantasy 14 fantasy star online obviously in japan doing eight years now i mean like it's just really impressive to see the mentality in that space change because everyone was just trying to throw them out there. And like some companies jumped on sequels real quick too. Yeah. Um, so I guess like my original mentality on MMOs, like getting kind of freaked out when things get towards 10 year marks. Cause that's kind of like the expected lifespan. Oh yeah. I'm kind of like getting away from that. Cause a lot of, especially like listening to developers of MMOs talk, it's not about the, the 10 year mark anymore. It's more so just, can we keep making the game fun? So I like that idea. And mm -hmm. if that translates in the PSO too, I don't know the devs. Uh, that'd be pretty great because the little bit we've played, I'm definitely looking forward to like hopping in. Oh yeah. No, I, when the, when the beta went down, I was like, fuck man, I could, I could easily keep playing that. Um, even when they re-released the beta uh, today as a recording, 
I w- me and you were kind of in the same mindset. Like we we didn't want to jump back in because it's just going to end again. So like we kind of got our fill. We played for twelve hours, so we mm-hmm. put a good chunk of time into the beta. Um, An entire day off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we both came out positively, so yeah. we kind of know where we're coming from. Apparently, you get to keep your progress, which I really hope because that's fucking awesome. Um, if that's true. And uh, they're going to be doing other betas as well. But this is also a game that if it comes out on PC, I feel like I'm probably going to want to play on PC. Agreed. Um, you know, it's not the best looking game out there, but it does look pretty bad on Xbox. That could be just the beta, but I don't think so. Um, and on PC, I've seen, you know, gameplay and it, uh, it it's a lot smoother and, and just sharper looking. So for that's sure. kind of the place I'd want to play it. Um, Fingers crossed for crossplay. Yeah, I hope so. I hope everybody can just play together. That'd be fucking awesome. That's that's the way to do it. Um, man, I, I miss the simplicity of Fantasy Star, but being not simple. Like th- there's 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 a lot to it, but it's also the core gameplay. If you were to describe, it, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you run around, you kill shit. But now they have like dynamic events that happen all the time that keeps things constantly interesting as you're playing these different zones. It's hard um, to leave. It is. Yeah. yeah. You just have to go, okay, let's go. Um, so you can stay in a zone and just keep doing shit there, which kind of reminds me of an MMO. Mm-hmm. Like you just run out field and MMO and do shit if you wanted to. This game does that except for within these zones. Cause it's a hub based game for people run in and do stuff. Um, and then, you know, to the legacy of fantasy star, it's a social based game. So you have a lot of, ways to do emotes a lot of ways to express yourself uh visually but also have like macros that you can fucking press and you can like have things already set up to say and have your picture show up with different emotions and stuff like that uh, which is something i miss from psu and pso um a lot of like uh stuff you can put in your room mm-hmm. uh to kind of show some flair of the places you've been and the things you found um there's social events in this. So there was like a fucking concert that happened. That was so weird. It um, was neat, but it was is, weird, which is interesting. We're in the middle of doing a mission. It's like a concert's going to start up here soon in the main area. And we're like, uh, okay, I got there at the tail end when the encore is happening, but there's just like a field of people just jumping up and down. Just all these people just jumping up and down people yelling crazy shit. And on this <laughs> big screen, there's this chick just singing and dancing and there's all this shit happening. And I was like, this is crazy. Because earlier when I was here, it was just like a blue sky in a city out there. Now there's like this event happening. They um, really embrace the sci-fi in that shopping center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And then like, yeah, when a raid's happening or the hell they're called. Um, there are the, requests. The, yeah. The the sky will just like the dome uh, over the where the sky is or whatever uh, just turns red. And it just has an alert happening. It says danger or urgent or something like that yeah. all over. The emergency. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, it's yeah, it's it, I had a blast with it. I'm yeah. definitely playing when it comes out. For I just sure. really hope they do. I hope they respect us with the monetization because if you make that game really good and you make me really love it, I will give you my money. Yeah. Uh, if you try and force me to give me or give you give me my money, give you my money um, through really shitty means, I'm gonna be really disappointed and uh, probably not want gonna want to do it. So I was like, it's gonna be really yeah simple. If it's not slimy. Yeah. Or sleazy, whatever term you prefer to use. Um, <clears throat> I have no problem. I did this with, with Path of Exile. As soon yep. as I, I got comfortable with the game, and I Warframe. went in, I bought inventory space. Because that's always something I can yep. use. So, Yeah, I, I we've talked about this a million times. But like I understand that free-to-play games are not a charity. You're not yep. just making this game out of the goodness of your heart. you got to make money. And this is a different way to do it than making a premium game. And so there's got to be ways for you to accrue money over time. And if you're mm-hmm. smart about it, you can make a lot of money, probably more money 
uh, from those individual $60 sales. Mm. Um, if you keep someone in a game really interested for years and they keep giving you money, you're going to make more money off of people. You just have to be smart about it. And so going into a free-to-play game, I always go into it knowing that they, they want my money. How are you going to do it? And if you do it well, I'll do it. I'll give you money because I, I, you got to make money. You fucking develop the game. So if it's good, I'm going to want to do that. I do that with Warframe all the time. Um, so because I, I respect that developer. I, I just like Path of Exile. Um, so I really hope they do that with PSO2 because that's a game that I'm, I'm thinking about right now. I want to play it right now. So um, release that game. Make it good. Make me want to stay in that game, which you already kind of did that. And uh, if there's fair ways for you to ask for money i'll i'll do it so for sure yeah i agree yeah anything else you want to say on that it's cool i liked it it is cool um as far as i know um they are gonna there is an open beta uh down the down the road uh there might be a couple more closed betas i don't know the, what they're gonna do as far as like getting people access to those and then yeah like you said free to play game and according to them on twitter so far um your progress is supposed to stay and also if you are a content creator any sort there's no nda so you can you're allowed to stream and record. So. Yeah, we looked into that because I wanted to stream it. And uh, just because I, I got people asking me like, oh, is it good? Is it good? I'm like, I'm going to like it. I, I don't know if everyone's going to like it. Uh, so that's why I wanted to do the stream. Just kind of like let people see what we're doing and, and kind of formulate your own opinion based off of it. But me and you are biased. So like when it comes to Fantasy Star, we're probably going to like it. It just has to feel true. Yeah, it'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the graphics. I don't either. You know, just advance the formula that I love. And uh yeah, even the music, man. Every time I hear Fancy Star music, I'm like, oh, I love it. Also, <laughs> also all the the random sounds, like yep, when you're doing the menus and stuff, like, like yeah. <laughs> I was like, funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all the just, yeah. a lot of Japanese games are really good about um, signaling, so like visual and audio cues mm-hmm. uh, for everything. And there's something about that I always really enjoy. And then when you play other games, they're part of that legacy they'll have the same sounds sometimes exactly the same sound because it's part of the brand final fantasy's level up noise i mean 100 yeah. all the songs <laughs> and shit dragon quest uses yep. the same fucking everything yep they just have a new story yep. with new characters now but it's all the same shit and it's awesome like i, I you play like a game that's not even part of like the main stories of, of dragon quest and uh dun, and it still has dun, the same dun, song dun, and the same dun, sound effects dun. the same enemies and shit <laughs> there's just like this it's almost like a, like coming home yeah uh for sure same thing with fantasy star when i was playing i was like this is fucking fantasy star online too awesome like it, it feels like the next fantasy star online and it's awesome so uh, yeah yeah really really so important i think we may skip that for another time sure because time uh but you still got to talk about games you've been playing well we talked about two and the only thing i'm gonna add uh so we, yeah i played fantasy online too uh if it didn't come across when we were just talking about it uh it's cool if you are into the old ones definitely keep your eye on it i think it'll be 100 percent worth playing as long as it isn't scummy final fantasy 14 i've been mostly playing uh doing miscellaneous stuff and uh being available f- to uh assist uh, if I'm needed by not just you, but like uh, Josh is also reactivated. And then uh, ain't playing the shit. Um, a couple other people I know have. Uh, well, one of them has been playing a lot, actually. And then the other one, um, not so much. They play wild, but when they have free time and, and they want to come socialize, they hop in. So and I just want to make sure that I'm available if needed. If not, I'm progressing myself until the patch comes out. So um. Let's see, played Temtem with you as well. We talked about that as well. Um, 
I mean, if you even remotely like monster catching games, I think you should buy this game. It's just a real simple one. Um, it gives you what you want, what you want out of the genre, but also like adds like MMO qualities to it. It's really neat. Um, let's see. Played, uh, I, th- I hope I get this right. Ring fit adventure. I think it's what it's I called. Too, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an exercise game on the switch. I uh, watched a couple people play it online. It looked fun and interesting and I played it and it is fun and interesting. So and it's an exercise game. Yeah. Um, so very cool. If you're looking for a reason to be a little more active and you still want to play a video game, it's straight up a video game. It's really cool. So, yeah. and then I know you got a boxing one too that that you were kind of yeah. It's fitness boxing, I believe. Um, I bought that. Yeah, I bought that. Then you bought that. So we have two exercise games for the Switch, which is just kind of a cool experience to have because that's not something you're really getting from other consoles. I'm sure like there's probably Connect games if you still have a Connect and fucking some kind of motion control game for ps4 i have no idea but um yeah switch has these games but yeah i've been playing that i played ring fit as well um it's just cool to have exercise options um in uh in fitness boxing you literally just hold the joy cons and you have a trainer you get to pick whichever trainer you want uh i think there's eight of them and they all have different clothes you get to unlock per trainer to dress them how you want and they can change their hair and their eye mm-hmm. color and all sorts of shit but um, it has all these songs. They're all they're all stupid. But um, they're all pop songs. But um, well, it's not really a point. There's no lyrics. It's just the song playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you essentially box to the song, and the trainer sits there, and they're like, "All right, right hook, right hook." And then they like like okay, and they kind of like give you uh, tips on how you did it, and they're like, "Oh, make sure to always turn your torso and uh, as you're going." So it's even in the reviews when I read read the reviews on that game, people are like, "This isn't a game. This is like a like a straight up like." training uh exercise um experience and it is it's it's really neat but it's still gaming in the sense that it's there's a score at the end on you know how well you did and only get in the 90s which is nice it introduces new things where you're ducking and you're doing right hooks and uppercuts and you get a good workout whatever um so yeah i would recommend that too but then i also played ring fit and uh that one is more like a game there's a storyline you level up um as you're running in place your character runs down a track and then you squeeze the thing um which that motherfucker you can goddamn push it's a good design yeah yeah you have to pull it too and stuff it's 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 a pretty good workout but um yeah you like run down the track and you have to like like point it downward and push it in to launch yourself to jump and then uh there's all these things on the side that you're like, you have to squeeze it to shoot at them, to and hit pull them. pull vacuum, yeah. Yeah, and uh, in vacuum stuff up. And then um, when you get into like fights with monsters, you'll run to a guy on that track and then you get into a fight. You have to, you can press random, but you can also pick like a specific workout as your attack. And then you go through a phase of doing that workout in a certain amount of time. And each time you do it, you tick down fucking, you take damage or it takes damage. And then... Um, you go into a second phase, you have to pick a separate workout, so it's making sure you're getting a well-rounded workout. And then you do that, and then it defeats the boss or that fight. A little later, too, it actually will incentivize you to have a well-rounded workout by making color weaknesses and stuff like that on enemies. Gotcha. So I guarantee they've designed it to where, like, hey, you've been doing a lot of leg stuff. Let's switch it up, you know, type thing. Which is good. And that's this stuff's <laughs> fucking awesome because, like, it may not look it, like it because, I, you know, I got, I got a gut here and stuff, but I really like doing physical stuff. I like hiking. I live fucking in Washington. So we got the best hiking anywhere and, um, like biking and all, all sorts of stuff. And, uh, so seeing a game that, that is 
first off, fun. That's the most important thing. Most people don't want to get up and fucking exercise. Um, so it is, it's, it's a better distraction when you're focusing on, I want the high score. I want more points. I want to beat this guy. I want to beat this level. I want to beat this guy. It's a good incentive to keep going outside of just going, Ugh, God, I need to lose like 10 pounds or, Oh man, I want to look better or, uh, I should just be more healthier, whatever, you know, whatever your, your reasons are, are, um, and, and so it's, it's, it's something that I, that more so not just saying like, oh, good on Nintendo, but I think it's actually like a really cool fucking thing that Nintendo, this isn't even the first time they've been doing it either. They've done it with most of their consoles. They think about this shit. Mm-hmm. Those Joy-Cons have fucking sensors on them to check your heart rate. I yep. mean, like they built this thing just like the Wii, just like the Wii U with this stuff in mind. Um, and so I, I just think it's awesome because I think, you know, uh, it gives an option that's that's just more viable for a lot of people. Like between fitness, boxing, and fucking ring fit, if you had both those games in your Switch, you can work out. You can get a full fucking workout anywhere mm-hmm. um, while progressing through a game. I mean, like, it's, it's fucking genius. You don't need to go to the gym. You could literally do that, and you, you could achieve. It's a lot cheaper in the gym. It's way cheaper. <laughs> I was thinking about going to the gym recently. I already have equipment, too. I, just, I don't use it. But, um. But uh, way cheaper and fucking outside of like building muscle, being a bodybuilder, you can get a fucking full on workout with that shit. And it's 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 amazing. It's really cool. I actually kind of want to do a video on both those just to get, you know, show people how it works and see if they're interested. Because that's not something that people typically talk about. No, in fact, games. the reason I even found out about it, uh, Ring Fit specifically, is um Free advertising for the guy, but I talked about him a couple times. This guy I watched Final Fantasy 14 content called Mr. Happy. Mr. Happy. He uh, streamed the entire story of Ring Fit. So he was, you know, he had his room set up to work out and essentially, and he hung out with chat, and they were just sitting there essentially cheering him on as he went. So, um, but watching him play that and seeing how much of a game it was, I was like, you know, I'm not very self motivated. did the whole game? Mm-hmm. How long does that take? I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. It can't be very long. But, uh, um, he was like level 100 and something though so i don't know huh. i don't know like i've only played two stages in the game so yeah. far so um i don't know i it like you said it's it's just really neat and the the aspect of it being distracting i think is really important cuz i i felt like i was playing a game the only time you start thinking about it is when you're doing um the strength training or when you're fighting things because then you have to like make decisions on what workout you want to do so but yeah <clears throat> Um, that's fun. I, you know, I been playing that a little mm-hmm. bit. I want to play it more, but you know, once again, it, it it's is one of those games you got. You don't even have to set it up. That's another thing that's great about it is you barely have to do much setup. That game a little bit more, but like the fucking boxing, you just grab the Joy Cons and, and start go. going. Yeah, it has dailies and shit, which is you incentivize you like come back every day, do this, keeps track of everything. It tells you, oh, you're doing great. Blah 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 blah. It's really cool, but um. But that's, that's kind of the hardest thing about, like, you know, a lot of games, you just grab the controller and start playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you got to get, like, when I play the boxing game, my TV in my room is, like, kind it's, like, on, a, like, a coffee table type thing. So it's a little low. Typically, when I play a game, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, a lazy piece of shit playing there anyway. But when I'm doing the boxing, I'm, like, standing there, and I'm, like, looking down. I don't really like it. So a lot of times, I'll just take my Switch and put it up high on a shelf, and then I'll just, like, sit there and have more room to do it. And it's nice to be able to do that. So, but there is a process of, like, oh, I got to fucking go grab it and get ready and kind of stretch out and stuff like that. Right. And it's not obviously the same. Like it's, if you want to play a VR game, there's a lot of prep involved there. Yeah. So yeah. Anytime I'm like ready for a VR game, I have to like get in my room or my setup ready 
And I'm planning on playing VR for a while after that because yeah. it's not worth it if I'm going to play it for like a day and be done with it. So. For sure. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think if I played anything else. I think that might be it. Been pretty pretty chill couple weeks for me. I need to get not on, me get on playing the plus and games in the game of the month. But YouTube's uh, been up my ass with the comments. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, that's everything. Yeah. All right, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing. Uh, what games would you recommend us play? Uh, what games would you not recommend us play? Maybe you played a game and you're like, this game is fucking awful. I need to save people's lives. Let it be known. Never play this. Put that in the comments as well. Uh, we had a topic we were going to go into, but for time's sake, I think I'm going to save it for maybe a different video, an individual video. I've been putting out way more videos in the last two weeks than I've ever put out on the channel. So look forward to that. It'll probably come up soon. Um but there's uh, something that I recently discussed doing um, in an episode that doesn't seem even that long ago, but does feel very long ago with all the episodes and, and comments I've gotten recently, where I was talking about um, essentially uh, doing a segment on every taste cast talking about your guys's comments. Um, every week we put out videos every week you guys comment. And so I wanted you guys to be a part of the uh, show. Um, at the end of the week, uh, we typically do taste cast except for the fourth week or the last week last of week, yeah. every month we do plus club and game of the month. So most weeks we do taste cast and I wanted to start doing an end segment that I don't, I don't have a name for it yet, but we're going to be reading you guys' comments. Uh, we're going to be selecting, we can't read them all specifically this last week. I'm not even going to fucking get like barely any of them because we've got more comments that we typically get. Uh, with all the Dean stuff, make sure to go check out that interview and all the stuff I've done with that. Um, but uh, before we get into this, I want to let you guys know, and one person has done it so far, and they're going to be the first comment we read. Uh, put in hashtag AskTLG uh, anytime you want something to possibly be on the show. Otherwise, I'm going to be randomly selecting ones I think will be interesting and more uh, conversation-based uh, for the show. Um, but if there's something you really want us to talk about on the show, you got a question, you got a comment, generally you want to see how we react to it when we read it, I'm going to read them beforehand. So if you're going to be a troll, you know, it might not make it on the show. But just put in your comment first, hashtag AskTLG, or type it out last, hashtag TLG, doesn't matter. Just put hashtag TLG in your comment, and I will consider it even further for the show. So uh, this this segment will also serve as a way to kind of reflect on the last week. Now, it's been a little bit since I did that episode where I talked about doing that, so it's been a little longer. But typically, in this sense, we'll be looking at the past week and kind of look at the episodes and kind of talking about them. So uh, the episode that, that I did bring this up in was uh, plans for the channel in 2020. In that episode, I kind of talked about I have plans for the channel. One of them is this segment we're doing right now where I'll be reading you guys' comments and then I had other plans too, expanding the channel, growing the channel, which happened like right after I fucking even said this. And so in that episode, uh, we got a comment from Keith, which says, I came across you guys in 2017 when you did a BlizzCon reaction. You were around 200 subscribers then. To see how much you've grown in subs and community is a testament to the great content of your videos and the content of your character. You can always add any of my comments to the show. This is something I asked or said, if you don't want a comment to be on the show, if you type something like, oh, I really don't want the attention or something like that, just let me know, hey, please don't put this on the show and I won't put it on the show. Um, but I said that and everybody's like, oh, throw my stuff on the show. So it's it's gotten the opposite reaction. Um, he says, ha or hashtag ask TLG. Uh, that said, when I came upon your show, I was already toying with the idea of making my own channel. Uh, your channel inspired me to get it started. Thanks for that. Love you guys. We love you too, Keith. Thank you for the comment. Thank you for the support you've been giving us over the years. Uh, you are a very valued uh, member of this community. Um, 
And uh, yeah, you got anything to say say about that? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I want to say on that is you have been around for a while, and that's it's been awesome uh, to, to have you around joining our conversations. Uh, 200 subscribers. Uh, I remember even hitting 200, 200 subscribers. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And uh, now I'm just like, man, we're getting towards 2,000 subscribers. It's fucking wild. Um, one thing, though, that I want to touch on, though, is uh, me and you have talked for a while, Keith, uh, and I won't go into detail on that, but you've you're you've been humoring making your own channel. And uh, just from the same perspective as, as you, I was toying around making this channel for a while and I was like, well, what am I going to do? What's the what's my plan? What's going to be the name? All stuff like that. Finally, I was like, eh, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm, I, I make enough excuses. I, I go like, well, maybe I'll do it now. Maybe I'll do it then. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I finally just did it. And so far it's been really cool. So I would just encourage you to, uh, just jump in, just do it. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll support you, uh, in what you do. And, uh, I can't wait to see what you do with your channel. So, uh, yeah, just jump in. Don't, don't hesitate too much, but you know, do it when you're comfortable. But a lot of people kind of hold themselves back with, uh, planning, planning, planning. I'm, I'm going to do it. You know, it's funny too. There's a lot of smaller you know, YouTubers I, I've watched as well, who, and they all they all said the same kind of thing too. Just mm-hmm. you do it, you get better at it the more you do it. So yeah. like, you know, the content first, quality will come. So yeah, or your quality might be there already, but just yeah. you'll never know if you don't do it. So um, yeah, same boat. And uh, hope to see what you do in the future when it comes to uh, your channel. And again, thank you for the comment. Uh, this this whole video got a lot of interesting comments. So I'll just read them real quick. Uh, but, 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 but. Jeremy says, you can use my comment uh, my comment. you want. It's the least I can do for all the good shows you get, you guys giving us or to us. You forgot to mention that you guys also let us play games with you. And I think it's a pretty big deal. Best channel ever. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, I'm glad you enjoy what we do. And I'm glad you enjoy playing games with us. Um, Deca Spin says the direction of uh, your the direction you're trying to take is really admirable, bro. St- I'll stick around and see where it goes. Thank you. And he's actually a new subscriber from the Dean stuff. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the channel. Uh, Kawahansky, old, old Cody, Tasty Crew says your dedication is unsung, my dude. Can't wait to see how the channel grows this year. Big things, bruv. We hope so, and hopefully you'll come back on soon, Cody. Uh, Stick says, I really enjoy the ideas that you have for more community interaction. I try to comment as often as possible, but I usually end up having a lot of thoughts on whatever topic it is. So I always end up, uh, as one of the paragraph commenters, I said that in that video talking about how some people have a lot to say. And this is one of the reasons I really wanted to do this segment because it's a lot better to just have this conversation with you guys than when I'm at work trying to fucking fat thumb my way through a fucking multi-paragraph fucking, fucking uh, reply. Yeah. Uh, although at this rate, it seems YouTube hates my comments because you never get notified about them. Yeah. Randomly YouTube will go, this person only sends spam and then they just hide you in my spam uh, folder and I have to go find it. So, and recently stick has become one of those people. Psycho got put in the fucking into goddamn spam jail for a little bit. YouTube jail. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really just, they're random about it and they don't tell me. So, uh, I have to go in there manually and see who's it recently. I got a comment. Uh, in there from the Dean stuff. It was completely, it was a completely valid comment. It was a well thought. I think it's one of the comments I picked um, to talk about, but I was like, why the fuck's this in here? So I don't get it. Uh, So yeah, if I don't reply to you guys, uh, it's either that, or we had a crazy huge video where we got so many comments. I'm still going through them. Or life happens. Or life happens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 
just move on forward. And I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at responding to most comments, like more than a lot of people. So. One and realistically, there's going to become a point where you're not going to be able to. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just still not ready mentally for that. I, I still am making an effort to respond to everyone because it's all about the conversation. Um, the group group chat idea sounds like a ton of fun. Uh, for anybody who wasn't there for that episode, go back and watch that episode. But I'm going to be doing a show called Group Chat. We haven't done it yet. I want to do it where I plan out a week in like advanced on the show. I let you guys know what's coming up. You have to join the Discord. Let me know your interest in group chat. And we'll talk about random topics um, with you guys. So... Uh, but that'll be an, an event uh, randomly where where I'll let you know ahead of time to um, get into that. So, uh, but yeah, he said the group chat idea sounds like a lot or a ton of fun. I see myself joining in something like that as I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. Oddly enough, I am a bit more introverted with online oriented stuff than meeting people in real life. Something about not seeing body language messes with me and I tend to end up awkward without that. Uh, so before I do anything like that, I feel like it would be easier to play some games uh, with you all to really familiarize myself rather than jumping in. I don't want to end up being the awkward guy who doesn't commit to the discussion uh, all that well. I get this. Uh, I have I have a similar thing with phones. I hate talking on phones. I think it's a millennial thing, probably a Gen Th- Z thing too. But uh, I hate talking on phones because I can't see what your face looks like or what you're doing. And I'm just kind of waiting for a response or I'm saying stuff into a vacuum. There's nothing yeah, actually it. there. So It's also hard to like, function once you're like holding a phone like you can't do anything at that oh yeah i hate it yeah i I hate talking on fucking phones but um so i kind of get the idea of like being introverted in certain ways like if someone calls you i'm like i'm not answering that i don't want to do that for sure even if someone hit me on like a voice chat or something like that i'm for something i'm just like i don't know like if i'm not planned for i'm like um but so I, I get that completely, but just so you know, my, my whole idea for this group chat thing is that every episode, I will let you guys know the topics ahead of time. So even if you want to like bring up something for that topic, a link, um, you know, you want to pre-plan your discussion or whatever, that's all going to be fine. It's going to be a super casual show. I'm not going to expect anything from you. So if you're on it, I, I'll carry the show. I'll direct it like I do with this show. Um, and every once in a while, maybe go like, oh, what do you think about that? And you can be like, eh, not really much. I don't really care about that too much. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Here's part of the show. It's fine. So there'll be no pressure to like have like some super cool, witty or like interesting take to have. Dude, yeah, we're not planning anything. Like, like he literally today to give you kind of some uh, behind the scenes stuff. He's like, hey, we got to film in like an hour. I'm like, okay, <laughs> get myself cleaned up. And then Boom. I gave him an idea of what we'll be talking about. And so we're not walking that, it's, blind. It's, it's, it's all yeah. it's all free form though. Yeah. Like I don't I don't like pre planning stuff because I want everything to be genuine and real. Um, sure. want every conversation to be real. So no pressure on that. Um, and yeah, we'll have the show. You guys will come on. Uh, I think I want to do it through Skype now though. Cause I kind of like having, you don't have to have a camera. You just have to have a mic, but, um, I like the way it formats the different screens together. It, it, I think it'd be a lot better as a visual thing. If people want to be on camera, they'd be able to do it. People watching the show can see all the people within our community. That's the thing. You gotta be part of this community. You gotta be in the discord to be on the show. Uh, I think those are pretty easy things to, to have to do for sure, um, to be on the show. But, um, I look forward to doing that. Uh, I've almost done a beta test of it like twice, but they're always kind of last minute and I can't get the amount of people I want on the show that I want. But like I said, I want to do it like ahead of time where I plan ahead and be like, Hey, this weekend it's almost always going to be on a Saturday. It's going to be the best day for me to do a show like this. Um, in the middle of the day, Pacific standard times so would be like two, 3 PM, um, Pacific standard time. But, uh, but yeah, Anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but um, uh, thank you. I'm glad that you enjoyed the idea, and I hope you do come on the show. 
uh, stick and no pressure. So, and also, uh, I've talked to you a little bit in discord. Um, and I know like schedule wise you work like later than even like me and Seth do. So, um, but if you ever see me in discord playing final fantasy 14, I know you play on the same data center. Feel free to, to hit me up in discord and be like, Hey, you know, or at the very least add me. And if you want to, you want to play and hop and voice chat, even with me, it's totally fine. So goes for everybody playing final fantasy 14, join our free company. <laughs> Tasty Lou Gaming. Um, yeah, and then we got Jeremy uh, saying first, which I have started letting everyone know, whoever gets the first comment, you win that trophy of that day. You're the winner of the the Tasties. Enjoy your internet points. Yeah, you get the, the Tasty Award for that day. So Jeremy was the winner that day. He's very competitive. You guys need to keep up. Um, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so then we had an episode where we talked about or reacted to the Final Fantasy VII uh, official theme song uh, trailer, which we talked about at length. Me and you had a lot to say about that. Um, and we got a comment from Jeremy that says, I'm sorry, but this game is game of the year. Not even Cyberpunk will be that good. This is a response to me saying that I think Cyberpunk will be game of the year for me personally and that the other two games that are going to rival it are Final Fantasy VII Remake and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, it's kind of a toss up, but I feel like Cyberpunk's kind of like definitely get that win. I feel like it's going to be most people's game of the year, but he's very adamant about that. I'm, I'm wrong with that. I'm very wrong (laughs) with that. I even said, I hope you're right. I'm willing to be proven wrong. He said, you will, (laughs) you will be proven wrong. Jeremy seems, I wish I could have that confidence. He does, I but I'm also coming out with confidence, though. I came out, I'm like, I think Cyberpunk's going to fucking be the game of the year. And he's like, no. I'm confident it's going to be in that bracket, but I'm not I know confident. those are going to be the top three. Yeah, I, I, just don't, I can't just be like, I know that game's going to be amazing. It could end up having something really uh, awful in it that makes you hate it. I doubt it, but it could. Last was part two, man. That's the one that's just kind of like, I'm not putting too much pressure on because that one has the capacity, the ability to be my game of the year easy, I still know. Because I only got one other Last of Us game. Right. And I love it. It's one of my favorite games ever. You do have a lot of Naughty Dog games, though. Yes. <laughs> I love Naughty Dog. I do. Um, Final Fantasy VII, they're riding that fucking, that wave of the wave they made a long time ago, man. And uh, they deserve all the praise and the hype that they're getting. Um, and it's a remake. And I'm fucking super excited for it. But it's not the full experience yet. But it's going to be really good. Cyberpunk, though, brand new IP. I mean, like it's 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 exciting, man. It's exciting. So super exciting. All three of these games are gonna be fucking awesome. So hopefully you're right, Jeremy. But I could also be right. So uh, thanks for the comment. And moving on to my interview with Dean Takahashi, um, where I interviewed Dean Takahashi. If you missed that, go check that out. That has three thousand views. I'd like to get more views on that. I think more people should see that. Not just because I want you to watch my video and I want you to like and subscribe and comment and share that video all over the fucking place. I think more people should see that video, regardless of how you feel about him, because it, it, there's so much insight to that fucking discussion that I learned a lot from it. So I, I would love more people to see it. Yeah, um, and not to get, go too into it, but like you know, you get to first off listen to the guy and and like which i think is important um yeah and so you get his side uh regardless of you know how truthful it is i believe it to be very truthful he comes off very honest 100 yeah. and my biggest point though is is i i really like debate i love debating people i anyone who knows me personally knows i will jump on a debate quickly um but i come prepared if i don't have fucking my ammo i'm not going to get invested in it if you have an argument against Dean Takahashi and what he does or games journalism, or if it changes your mind, doesn't matter. That's good. 
at least all the information is coming from his mouth at this point. It's not hearsay. It's not your interpretation or your speculation. It's not something you heard from somebody else. Mm-hmm. You hear everything I asked him comes from his mouth. So it's good to educate yourself on on what he said, what he says he does, what he says is the point of all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. now you have a stronger argument or maybe it'll morph your argument and change it. That's what I found myself doing. I was like, I still have strong arguments against certain things. But at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as I thought originally. Yeah. And one well, my other thing was he does talk a little bit about just like, um, how do I want to word this? The, uh, the industry in which he's in, in general. And so you get some behind the scenes of that as well, which I think is also important to know. So valuable. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Um, he actually did a podcast that we were going to react to, but we, we don't have the time. Um, where he's talking with uh, people at VentureBeat or GamesBeat, which is who he works for. Um, and they're discussing how like you're going to put out footage of the first time you play it and it's not going to be the best thing ever. And he mentions, and I'll save it for that video because I want to do a reaction to that. He talks about how IGN takes like multiple takes when they do their videos. Um, at public game conferences. At, yeah. They'll be like, can we go again real quick? We need to get better footage. Otherwise people are going to be pissed. Super fucking revealing. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff. So I want to, I want to talk about that a bit. Um, so anyway, yeah, check out that interview. Uh, it's just good to hear all the answers to the questions I had that I thought you guys might want to know, uh, from his mouth and hopefully it, it, it broadens your perspective on it. Uh, but anyway, in that comment or in that video, we got many comments. Uh, thank you for all of them. But one I wanted to read is from greater good. Uh, and they say, well, okay, then if I recall correctly, Dean worked in the industry for 21 years, the whole thing about playing a game and other people on YouTube, not showing their moments of shame. This is something Dean talked about in his, in our interview saying that, uh, he's putting out his video, but other people put out their videos, but they're putting out the ones that make them look good. They don't put out the ones that make them look bad, uh, is a little ridiculous. It was bad gameplay and considering the experience, uh, he should have, uh, Experience you should have, it was abysmal. I do not expect pro gamer gameplay, but every other video I saw had at least one or some good gameplay in it with no exception, which I can't recall what it was, but even that was like beginner level gameplay uh, at least. Uh, I and others out there cannot trust someone's criticism of a game when they are incapable of playing it. All those things about uh, Marty said, stay on the move. Uh, that's why I played the way I played and similar such expressions, uh, sounds like excuses and I detest excuses like nothing else. I work as a graphics designer. If I go to work and just look at the logo and say, it looks like shite, but I can barely boot Photoshop or, or illustrator or even work with it. I will be fired for incompetence. The reason why games journalism is not forward and running on the spot seems to be a mixture of incompetence and gatekeeping. The outlets uh, have all the contacts and someone who is not just competent, but also passionate uh, and an actual gaming fan can't get a foot in the door. I'm happy that they there were so many YouTubers being invited to play test the game. And you know what? Uh, they all did a great job. And what uh, did people say about the outlets? Let's take IGN, for example. People's reaction on that was surprise because for once... Uh, it wasn't fucked up gameplay. Take Russian Badger review as contrast here. Let me use another example. Imagine someone works for a car comp or magazine. Uh, new car comes out uh, fresh from the conveyor belt, and the dude they ask or task to make 
the review doesn't have a driver's license and enters the car uh, on the wrong side. Uh, then he complains that the car has manual gear shift and thinks the car can't go backwards because the gear shift is locked and cannot enter reverse because you have to pull up the gear shift to push it down or something like that because the reviewer neither has a driver's license and only ever got around with uh where am i at with a train he then complained complains that the track is confusing because it doesn't go in a circle uh then he releases his review to the public and tries to defend himself because he actually is a passenger in a lot of cars so his thought process was just different from other drivers not trying to shit on you dean you seem like a nice enough guy but do yourself a favor and up your game literally by considerable considerable margin being sincere here take the car example and think about it people are attracted to interesting gameplay um I thought it was important to read this one because first off, it's really big. I'm also going to hit the like button on this because I did not do that. Um, that was really interesting because I think it's, I think it is constructive criticism. It is criticism, but it's constructive. He's not necessarily being a dick here. Um, and I do agree for the most part with a lot of this uh, thought process. Uh, what What's your thoughts? Sorry also for my reading on that. There's so many, so many words, letters here and the white screen. And I'm just like, trying to keep track of where I'm at and shit. I'm like, Oh fuck. Um, I mean, really what it comes down to uh, my thoughts on the comment itself is, mm -hmm. um, they obviously, they have had a thought. They knew how to, to get it out there and they did a very good job of expressing themselves in that. And I really, um, appreciate that. Like you said, it is in a constructive way. He's not being a dick. Um, obviously there's an underline there of ear irritability which you're gonna see all over the internet anyways it comes to this i have it a little bit um but I, I i first off i want to say thank you for contributing and also thank you for it being constructive yeah. and and um you know something that can actually bring to a conversation um mm -hmm. there's a lot of points here i do agree with and that is in every job out there you're either qualified or or at least able to learn to be qualified for it mm -hmm. um, or you're not. And not everyone's necessarily cut off for everything. Reading Dean's articles, for example, the guy can write. He's like he's definitely there's no problem there. Um, and the guy knows business stuff. Well, and, he, and stuff he, like that, he you know goes, I mean? interviews people, gets the information, puts it in an article and puts it out. Yeah. That's literally what you got to do. So in that regard, he does his job. Yeah, um, I do think that if he's going to use video, he needs to cherry pick. Not everyone, yeah. it might, and I know he had said that it comes off as, as uh, non-authentic, um, but, um, you know, when you're trying to get a point across, sometimes clips are better than just, like, pure gameplay. Well, that's something so, I proposed in, in my last video about this is you have to ask yourself, what's the gameplay for? If you're trying to use it to accompany information about the game, mm -hmm. you should use the video to accompany the things you're talking about. Um, unless you had a separate article talking about how you really enjoyed this idea of like trying to figure out an area and then you did it, that video works perfectly for that. But if you're just talking about the momentum, uh, the combat, uh, what, uh, Hugo, I think that's his name, uh, said about the, the game, um, just cut it up and show those clips to accompany that. Um, I do think there was a point where he took that a little too literally too. the always keep moving aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. <clears throat> um, you know, obviously the, any of us who, who play these realize that that is in like the action parts of the game. Always keep moving. Yeah. But when you're trying to get through the stage, like, although the platforms that drop when you're standing on them is 
a testament to that. Sure, but the example I've I've heard him say a couple times now is when he was in the lava, he was just you know trekking through instead of trying to get out of it again. Mm-hmm. I don't think at any point uh, in that you're you're supposed to walk through the lava. So like, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, there's just I think maybe just a little too literal in that regard too. Um, and that's just understanding, like you brought up. So I think that's um, good and valid points. So. Yeah, I was. I wanted to touch on a comment about this, but I was trying to find ones that I thought were like the most constructive. And there's a lot of really good constructive ones. There's a lot of people also in the comments that said like they really enjoyed the interview. They they thought the interview went really well. Which thank you very much. I'm I'm actually very proud of that that interview. Um, so I'm glad people enjoyed it. Um, but I wanted to find one that kind of brought something to the conversation. And this is actually something that I pretty much almost everything he's saying I agree with. Uh, I still think this after talking with Dean, um, but looking into Dean further, I do think he does his job correctly. There's just parts of his job that he does that he's weaker at, as most people are. Um, or maybe with the sorry, maybe with the video thing too. Maybe he should uh, present it to a colleague and maybe get a second opinion before releasing, like as well. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't yeah. Know. He also said though that he people tell him not to do this, and he says it's important as a journalist to you know show the truth essentially well, i mean so, that's integrity good yeah. for you i guess um yeah but it's it's not helping him and i think it doesn't actually help the message he's trying to do yeah. with putting out videos to complement his articles um i think he needs some work with the videos that's that's about it um if i have any constructive criticism but mm-hmm. i do agree that if not i've i've already i've already made my point about this you don't have to be a pro gamer to talk about games you don't have to be an expert about games to talk about games your opinions are valid if you play them and you enjoy them your opinion is just as valid as somebody else's unless you're trying to talk about the inner workings of the fucking game and how the game works and what you need to do to beat it and shit if you're an expert it's definitely gonna help you but if you're just conveying to somebody what you experience with that game it's just as valid my point and something that that greater good also is saying is if you're not comprehending the game the same as somebody who has a general idea of that genre, you are not going to be able to offer, in my opinion, the base minimum uh, know-how mm-hmm. um, and 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 per- perception of that, of what you experience, the same as somebody who just understands the genre a little better For at, sure. at a standard uh, point. And that is something to absolutely uh, think about. Um, I'm still not, not like... Um, my opinion on that hasn't been hasn't been changed. I think something else to think about too is like if you are going to review anything, mm-hmm. um, the whole the whole thing with like reviews is like you can throw your your two cents out into the ether and hope someone and catches it or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you need to be relatable to a, an audience. Mm-hmm. And if you're putting out a review, like for me as an example, as a consumer, and I'm interested in a product, I don't generally look at like magazines or like big publications and stuff like that for reviews because um, it, it just doesn't come off as like an authentic, it comes off informative, but it doesn't come off as an authentic person who has purchased a product for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think there is room for both, but I do think when it comes to like what makes me pull that trigger to buy something, I want to watch someone who went out and bought it and they tried it themselves type thing. And they're experiencing it as a consumer and not as a reviewer but they have the ability to put their thoughts out and give us a review on it. Uh, but that's for me. And I, th- I do think uh, it is important, both sides of the spectrum, if you are the one reviewing to try to be relatable. And if you are the one checking reviews, know who works for you. And if they don't, you don't have to sit there and go, fuck you, you know, type of thing. But same time, like this guy and me don't click. I'm not watching his shit. His opinion is invalid for me. 
you move on to someone who is. That's that's my that was my big point in the beginning too. Is like even if he's unqualified, he still has the job. Someone's still paying him. They still find value in it. Whether you if, like that if or not, you don't yeah. like his reviews and his articles, and you don't respect them, which is completely fucking valid to 100%. think. If you don't think he's qualified to do this. Don't support him. Don't read his articles. Move on. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing you can do because everyone can have their opinion. And if someone's going to pay them for their opinion, then that's up to the person paying them. Now why um, wouldn't you? I mean, like, if, <laughs> if you watch, like, a fucking, if you, like, watch a show and it's about, like, restaurants and like that, and you got, like, Gordon Ramsay go in there and he's eating, he's talking about everything about it, it's really interesting because you're, like, you know it's coming from someone who knows the fucking industry. They know about cooking. They know about all that stuff. So there's way more to gain there. But you can also watch a show where someone just goes in there and eats it. And maybe they there's a, they have a character to them. Maybe they're maybe they're just eating mass amounts of quality or quantity of food or whatever. Just and it has a things. it has a different it has a different thing going on there. Not saying that he's just sitting there fucking <laughs> just taking in the content, but like there's there's got to be something uh, of value to to interact with whatever they're putting out. Yeah. But they don't have to be an expert. But it does help specifically in this industry where you're looking for the info and you're looking for insight on whether you should pick up a game or not and if you don't respect someone as a reviewer which i don't respect most people at ign i don't look at their reviews with any value and i know it sounds kind of mean it's just true like when i read their reviews i'm i I use it as an aggregate it's just one of the many reviews i'm gonna look at i'm like most of the reviewers are all saying this and then it's a slight fucking adjustment to what i might think of it but i never look at a review from ign go that's gonna make a break that's gonna sell it that's not gonna sell it I already moved on with my life when it comes to them, when it comes to reviews. Yeah. So, uh, again, you know, if you don't find someone qualified or you don't think they're, you think they're a bad faith actor or, or something, um, it's up to you to, to decide to take in that, um, content or not. I still look at IGN reviews, but, uh, I don't take them serious at all. Uh, I'll look at it and I'm like, you guys give sevens to everything, seven and up to everything. Uh, randomly you'll give a game like a four. And those are the ones I pay attention to because for some reason it broke your, Everything's a seven and up fucking streak that you have with every game. Every triple A game's a fucking nine and up. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't respect it. I still look into it. It's just like, you know, Dean, I watch his videos. I don't watch his videos to find out information. I watch him. Cause I'm like, what do you do this time? Mm-hmm. But after reading his articles, I'm like, he's competent. He knows what he's doing. There's, he had a full on conversation with the dude who works at it. He relayed what was said in that interview. There's value there. 100%. That's the interview he had that no one else had. He could have info someone else doesn't have. I say it's information that yeah. you you can use something from and obviously a strength of his. So. Yes. But if you don't think he's good at first-person shooters and he puts out a review, which he already said he doesn't do very many reviews. He's not a reviewer. Um, or he's talking about first-person shooters. Just go, yeah, I don't think you're very – I don't think you really get FPSs. I'm not going to pay attention to this. Yeah. It's okay to have that those, those layers to that opinion. That's where I'm at now. So – um, and in fact, I do think when I look at a lot of games, journalism, still have my issues. I could go on a rant for that for days. There's a lot of your polygons, your Kotaku's, your IGN, your GameSpot. I got big problems with those people and what they do all the time. I don't think Dean Takahashi's part of that. I think he's old school, uh, journalism that moved into games journalism and, uh, trying to adapt to modern yes, days. Yes. So. Um, even when he's talking with people at his own fucking venture beat games, beat company, um, they don't all seem like they're on the same page. So it's really interesting. So there's layers to it, but yeah. that's why I picked this comment. I think it is a well thought out, well, uh, spoken, um, uh, critique mm-hmm. of Dean that I think is completely fair. Um, and not mean. 
which yes. is which is important. Yes. It's just it's 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 firm for sure. Yeah. That could offend somebody, but they're not there's no intention here of somebody being an asshole. So thank you for the comment. Greater mm-hmm. good and thank you for the comments on that video in general. Um I have another comment from whoa, another great the greater good. Great Gouda. Uh, this was on... So many great people. There's a lot of great people. Um, hopefully, if they're in our community, they're definitely great. Um, if they're not, well, maybe. Maybe not. I'm not sure. <laughs> this was uh, me reacting to Dean Takahashi's article about the interview that we had. Uh, so this was a video that happened after that. And this is a comment from Great Gouda, which says, Hindsight thoughts. If you remember, I commented that I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Uh and now it's just confusion. I do remember your comment, by the way, uh, if you're watching this. From an outside perspective, I would not choose a game typically associated with high skill ceiling gameplay to showcase puzzle solving if I wasn't particular good, particularly good at it. Of course, if the goal was to just show the fundamentals, then sure. But at the same time, uh, there are other games that could have been used to showcase this better. Him receiving death threats, of course, is not okay. Uh, agreed. We don't condone agreed. that at all. If you do that, I think you're a dipshit. I think you're fucking stupid. I think what you're doing is ridiculous and you need to go fuck up, fuck off. There fuck are yourself. far better uses for that energy. Yeah. Don't, don't fucking threaten people. Shut the fuck up. Like just go get a hobby, dude. Anyway, criticism's fine though. It's fine. Yeah. Be constructive about it. I'm, I'm with you, but just don't be fucking stupid like that. Um, no one deserves that. He should not have to worry that people, some dumb fuck could potentially do something stupid. He shouldn't have to think about that. Not only to himself, but anyone he, that might be around him, family or coworkers. Well, he said, whatever, yeah, it's so. not, it's not good for him and his family. Yeah, of course it's not. No one should be doing that. No one should be that fucking stupid. What are you a caveman? Anyway, uh, him receiving death threats, uh, of course is not okay, but people should be allowed to be mean or make fun of whomever they wish. I agree. You should be able to do that. He actually also as much as he might not like the receiving end, he does agree with he that. He agrees with so. that, 100%. So we're all on the same page. Uh, like I said, I don't take back anything I said in my fucking my reaction video. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I was a little fucking kind of kind of rude in it, but for the most part, you know, I was just ribbing him. I, the same I would rib fucking Josh or any of my friends. Um, so, I mean, he could take that as a compliment. Uh, that is the world we live in, and uh, trying to pr- protect people from such things or pretend like that is not okay is just silly. It helps people develop thicker skins. I think this is something missing with uh, millennials and and Gen Zers as well. So I agree with you. People need to be a little little thicker skinned, uh, which helps them a lot later in life. I agree. Uh, if we coddle everyone and put them in safe space bubbles, people will break at the slightest insult eventually. Uh, agreed. It's closer to hazing than it is actual bullying. Uh, one point to that, though, is you have to think about the sheer volume of people hazing him. And, of course, he put it on the Internet. So you put it out there. Yeah. You get what you get. But just think about it from his perspective still, the amount of people of different degrees going from, he's not very good at video games, to I'm going to fucking kill you. It's like standing in Times Square and having literally everyone just screaming at you. Yeah. yeah. So it's got to be overwhelming. Just putting that point out there. So, like, I agree with you. Um, but the sheer volume of it, you know, I'm sure could. It, it follows him everywhere. Every fucking video his name is in. There's other companies that have talked to him that have their comments disabled. I mean, like, he's just not safe anywhere. I think at some point you should go, like, oh, hey, it's Dean. The guy's not very good at, at the gameplay I've watched. But what do you say this time? Or just don't watch the fucking video. But on the original, you watch the Cuphead, you watch the other fucking video, and Let you're in there. Let me remind him over and over and yeah. over again, yeah. as if he hasn't heard it. Yeah, for sure. So, so, 
Uh, I agree with everything you're saying, but at the same time, just just think about the the volume of it. Uh, you know, it is it is quite a bit. Something I feel like most of us haven't experienced. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, so it's closer to hazing uh, than actual bullying um, in most instances, but of course it depends on how far it goes. I agree. Uh, there's a limit to all things. All I can say is that uh, to that is ignore them. Um, I would also tell a lot of people if you're having issues with something uh, to just ignore it. Just don't think about it. Uh, sometimes it does prove itself more difficult with, again, the volume that you get. Specifically, anywhere you go, people are up your ass about it. Um but yeah, he does a good job of not dwelling on it. For sure. He'll talk about it. But yeah, you can't sit there and go, well, people keep doing because then they're going to go, oh, shit, he's paying attention. I need to fucking follow more. But yeah, well, and then you're going to start getting back to a corner, which is is not a good place to be. For so. sure. Uh, all that said, while I understand his position and why he would feel the way he does, uh, though, what he posted did end up being really good bait. The reality is there is an element of truth to why people even took that bait in the first place. And it's because great deal of journalists in video games these days aren't actually particularly good players at most of those games and do not spend nearly enough time with them to reasonably and adequately judge and review those systems. Then there's the whole paid under the table to shill issues, which is a huge problem in every entertainment industry uh, and so forth. This is something I brought up. And even though when he said journalists don't take money, I was still skeptical and asked him like, nobody does. And he's like, well, I won't say nobody. And I was like, he access. Did, he did. He did emphasize. He doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, he was willing to show me his W2, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But uh, this is something specifically in the movie industry. I'm very skeptical on because yeah. there's some people who watch the movies that most people audiences are like, we don't like this movie. And they're like, you're fucking crazy. You must be Nazis or something. Cause this movie's fantastic. And they all have that opinion. And I'm like, you really want to go to the next premiere, huh? You really don't want to piss off Disney. I probably pissed them off for just saying their name just now. guess I'm not going to their fucking premiere. Uh, let's see. Where was I at? Deal journalists in the game industry, particularly good players paid under the table show issues, which is a huge problem in every entertainment industry in so forth. I agree with you. Uh, I do feel bad for him, but at the same time, I do, do not. This entire fiasco for him was brought on by his own ignorance. Uh, I am trying to be harsh. I'm not trying to be harsh or mean they're, uh, just honest. Um, not trying to be harsh or mean, just honest. Sorry, guys. Uh, I hope he's learned from it as well. I really do. But I also hope people realize that sending people death threats over being a bad, uh, bad, over a bad game is horrific. And those people need to be uh, institutionalized. institutionalized. Fuck, my brain is not working right now. Immediately, they are not sane individuals and should not ever be used to represent our industry or players, consumers, cons customers. Cost, yeah, customers <laughs> as a whole. Yeah, consumers, uh, customers. Yeah, fuck that. That. Ooh, my brain was just like well, a lot of words. Um, again, this is. I didn't read. I, I should probably proofread all of these, but I didn't read all these fully until just now. Um, and I'm glad the last two comments are things I picked because they're both criticisms that are smart, well thought out, detailed, their opinions, but they also both go, hey. You know, like there, there are certain things to this that you shouldn't be doing, but it is valid that people are, are, are saying this stuff. I agree. People shouldn't be fucking sending uh, threats and they agree as well. Great. Yuda does um, while also saying, you know, maybe maybe this isn't for him. Maybe, you know, there's some real issues with uh, with game journalists not being great at games and uh, being paid on the table. Yeah, I so. <clears throat> 
this has a lot of tones from the last comment. Yeah. Um, and so my answer is not going to change a whole lot of response. I should say not an answer. These aren't questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do want to just emphasize as we did in the middle of the comment and repeat it at the end, there is a difference between being critical and upset about something versus just being um, mean and um, going too far. And, and I really appreciate that you see uh, more pe- like people being vocal about the fact that there is a, a line there. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to see that because it is really easy to go on like Twitter, for example, and just see like the ugliest of ugly of people. Um, Every time and, on Twitter, I'm mo- like, I fucking hate everything. And most of us don't want to put the energy into being the sane person who tells these people to shut up all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I just, I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate the, where your, your head is in, in this as well. I appreciate the comment. I agree with pretty much everything you said here. So one thing I differentiate with some of you guys on this though, is some people are on the same page with me of going like, Hey, maybe he's fine with journalism, but maybe he's not good at gameplay. And a lot of people just kind of want him to stop. I don't want him to do that. I want him to get better. Um, I don't or embrace the bad and make it a different thing. <laughs> I don't even want that. I want him to, and he already in our conversation, he took, he like thought about some of the stuff I was saying. And then in some of the stuff in his article in that podcast recently, he brought up points. I brought up, like, I'm going to start being more clear and start commenting on my videos stuff like that. That's awesome that I, in some way in that conversation impacted how he's thinking about his stuff. And I'm not saying that like, Oh, I did. I'm just saying, I'm glad to see that he thought about what we talked about and he wants to improve. Another and, thing that you could do is, well, so even if he was thinking about it beforehand, you reinforce that too. So Sure, sure. Yeah. But he's doing it right after that interview. So yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's just really cool to see that. So when he says, I hope he's learned from it as well, some people say that and I think they almost are saying like, hopefully he learned he shouldn't do this anymore. I don't agree. I think hopefully he learned from this in the sense that he should be more transparent about what he's doing, be more accurate with why he's using or how he uses this gameplay footage and how he uh, puts it with his other stuff, put the links and make sure people know that this is supposed to be going with an article. Cause like he said, people just watch the video and that's it. They don't look into why the video exists. There's like Dean Takahashi played a game, right? I'm going to watch that. That's what I did. Um, so you gotta, you gotta really communicate that but also i hope that he familiarizes himself with genres better so that he has less parts uh or videos like this out there that he can come back like how how great would it be if he's all of a sudden like putting out videos and he's doing just fine he doesn't have to be amazing maybe he's playing just fine only the real assholes would sit there and still give him shit for that the people who want to just keep pushing the same that beat, beat the be, dead horse exactly yeah. but other people would go like hey dude he actually got better that's cool. And he would have done or that. Or the context matters. And he would have yeah. done that because of the fucking, the feedback he got. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to see improvement. I don't want him to fucking like just stop doing stuff. He, if he enjoys it, fucking do it. If he gets paid for it, I know people have problems with that. You don't have to support it. That's up for to sure. them. And if Venture Beat and Games Beat wants to fucking lose money and people aren't watching it or, or reading the articles because of him and they're well, losing money. Their financial businesses. That's their own. on them. Yeah. Just disengage with it. But. When I when you're saying I hope he learned from it, I hope he learns from it as well. But I want him to get better. I want people to just do better, get better, improve. Uh, just like all the the gamers versus games journalism shit. I want it to get better. I don't want to destroy anybody. But at this point, it seems like somebody is gonna get destroyed. I guess. But like, I don't want that. I want I want people to go. You know what? There's actually a real problem. Let's fucking let's try and fix it and stop being combative. There's definitely a place for that the the person who who does the you know the journal uh journalist 
aspect of, of things, as long as they're doing it in a honest and they're actually like presenting information to you. And then there is a place for like those of us on YouTube who are more reactionary and, and wanting to have like, you know, more just real conversations, not, and not necessarily from behind the scenes point of view, but just as like, we're the people buying and playing the games. Like we're literally, we're the people making the money for these guys, you know? Well, so. yeah. Also one point he brought up about YouTubers, which is kind of interesting. I thought it was a good point. Is he was like, they, they are like transparently getting paid by, game companies yeah they'll do like raid shadow legends this game's fantastic it's also against the law for us to hide it if we were to do that but yeah sure yeah. but I'm, I'm just saying yeah. that like <laughs> that fucking they are blatantly being paid yes um so there's just there's just interesting layers to the whole thing um it really comes down even good journalists out there on shit there's some of them i just don't agree with their opinions which is fine yeah but some of them <laughs> i'll continue to watch because i'm curious about what they have to say Maybe their opinions I don't agree with, but their journalism's good. I'll still listen to them because I want to know what the fuck they're saying. Or sometimes I don't like their journalism, but they're fine at games. Yeah. I just think they're fucking trash at journalism. So I don't I don't watch them. Like there's so many different layers to this. So it's yeah. it's just really interesting. And like I said, I, I hope he just takes all this and gets better and improves at what he does and gets to a place where people can enjoy his content or not have to think about it. If you really hate what he does, I hope he can just disengage with it and not have to think about it because yeah, you don't got to follow the guy around. Yeah. There's yeah. so many people out there. Like just like he can go do his thing. And I, but I get all the, I, I have similar concerns as everyone else when it comes to this kind of For shit. Sure. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent, but good comment. Thank you. Um, and I do agree. Uh, we're living in a time where people are very, very sensitive and, uh, that's fine. But I, you know, it's because we're, we're holding ourselves back from, uh, growth and, uh, constructive criticism some of the shit isn't constructive at all um so yes i agree with you in that sense um although again i'm going to reiterate uh volume that most of us don't deal with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people telling us that we're fucking awful yeah and we should never do what we like and that some of them want to kill us so you know just be mindful of that be put your criticism out there just don't don't be needlessly fucking cruel and our last comment is on the cyberpunk video I did recently. And I also talked about the Resident Evil 8 leaks. Apparently there's new Resident Evil 8 leaks that Chris Redfield's going to be the villain and all sorts of weird shit. Um, but uh, from that video, I was talking about that it's interesting that Resident Evil 8 possibly will be first person again like Resident Evil 7. And that I don't mind so much, but a lot of people really are upset with that. Uh, to that uh, discussion that I had on that episode, uh, we got Lawrence Schwanier, I, I'm not sorry. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, that's something that's so weird when people are like, oh, I'm sorry that I said your last name wrong. Who's actually upset about that? I don't mean sorry in like an offended way. Just, you know, don't know it. Sorry. Yeah, I've yeah. had people fucking, well, that's that conversation allows people to go, oh, it's actually pronounced this way. And you're like, oh, okay. For but sure. people who are like, I see it on, on shows and YouTube all the time. People are like, oh, I'm not going to try. I don't want to insult you. How's it insulting? They can just say, oh, actually, it's this way. And then it's fucking fixed. And then you just learn something cool. We move on with our lives. That goes back to the sensitivity thing. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm a conversationalist. So like, I'm going to say it and be like, ha, that's funny. Most people are going to be like, oh, you said that like wrong. That's funny. Yeah. And Most I, a people, lot of times I'll just pre uh, preface it by saying like, I'm going to screw this up, but. <laughs> yeah. I've had people say my last name, which is very, it's a very simple last name horribly wrong and added all sorts of weird shit to it i'm like where the fuck did you get that or extra syllables yeah i'm never like <laughs> oh my god i can't believe you've disgraced my lineage i'm just like whoa okay <laughs> it's actually this and then yeah. it's just like i don't give a fuck anyway sorry sure. no no rant uh 
They say, uh, Lawrence says, first person is getting uh, the consumer ready for the next stage in which, uh, or stage, which is fully immersive VR. I think he's talking about Resident Evil here and why they went with first person. This is a smart move from forward thinking perspective. Look to Valve uh, and see what they're doing with Half-Life Alex. They have been pioneers. Um, this is a really interesting point because uh, when I am talking about my preference of first person through and third person, um, I forgot that Resident Evil 7 was a VR game mm-hmm. and is one of the first full games in VR, uh, which is huge, something that VR needs. Yeah. And so um, maybe Capcom, PS4, uh, you know, PC, you could do it as well. Um, still really believe in VR and they're not done with experimenting with that when it comes to Resident Evil. So this is a really good point when it comes to another reason why they might stick with first person. Although I still still think it's better if they don't make this Resident Evil 8 and make 7 story branch off as canon to the whole thing, but its own line of first person games. I think that'd be the ticket. It'd piss off less people and it would be, in my opinion, just more, um, I don't know, viable as an option yeah so but i thought it was a really good point also half-life alex is coming out that i'm i'm really excited for that and uh valve have been pioneers i would say they've been supporting vr forever so yeah their first game in forever is a fucking vr game yeah and they're unapologetic about it there's the like literally no argument about them being pioneers i mean Mm -hmm. there's you know in the beginning was oculus and and vive and they were partners in the vive project so yep anyways that part of that way yeah um Speaking of the Capcom thing, it would be very interesting if the the reason for the first person was the VR. Um, and like you, I forgot. I didn't play Seven, so it's easy for me to forget about it 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I remember you telling me that it was a fully functional game in VR and, and they did a very good job and it's terrifying and all this stuff. Um, I'm not quoting you, obviously. But um, <clears throat> I do... I do think if their their head is in the space of maybe they are trying to push VR the same way Sony has been, and not necessarily like super aggressive, but they are constantly reminding you, hey, VR is a thing, hey, VR is a thing, hey, VR is a thing. And as someone who has done, you know, the the high end VR and the the low end VR, um, you know, PSVR is a really neat um, way for people to experience VR. The graphics aren't as good, and the the movement can be a little weird sometimes because the camera but it's there on a console and you know sony with ps5 is gonna continue supporting that i'd be really surprised if they stopped to be honest at this point they already said they're they're going in vr minded yeah so i'm glad that this is constantly a thought and i hope capcom is a triple a company that wants to constantly invest into vr because it's going to take those triple a companies to invest in 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 vr Um, and i do think easing consumers into things is important and we saw that with microsoft um, at e3 when they announced the xbox one they screwed up royally by instead of easing us into something going you're doing this so um yeah i that's just a, a thought process i guess i wouldn't have had without uh this comment specifically so thank you for that so yeah, I think it's a good point and in, in, in showing a little bit of light on why they would have stayed with first person or not. So makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to say on that? All right. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you, everybody else who has commented. Uh, if your comment wasn't uh, shown, there's a lot of them. Uh, so make sure to put in hashtag AskTLG on your comment if you want it to have extra consideration into being on the show and being in this segment. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And hopefully uh, we hear back from you guys soon in the next upcoming episodes. Remember, your comments could be on the show. So make sure to 
Um, don't say crazy shit because it won't be on the show then. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. Taste cast. That's a long one. On Tasty Lou Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And Tasty Lou Gaming. Check our streams. Links down below. You can uh, uh, watch our streams. They're on a lot of things. I've been streaming a lot lately, so check that out. Uh, we have Discord. Link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And the next episode will be Tasty Tuesday. We're going to get back to a little bit of normality because this last week has been hectic as fuck and I embrace <laughs> it. So until then, have a good night, guys, and take it easy.